Someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. What? And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Okay. Ding bong, ding dong. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This went for Monday. That's Monday, January 29th and the year 2018. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be this Monday afternoon. News, current events. We do that, of course. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part. In the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. That's at Real Jim. And then, of course, send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll look at it. We might respond to it on air. You never know. That's uh, Real Mobile 77031, all powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss. Toyota, but on the phones, long distance and toll free, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Besides all your great phone calls today, Mo has news in a few yes, minutes. Sir. We work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here. Later in the program, let's see here. See here, we have that bonus round of closest to the pin right after the news with Mo at about four, followed by Jack's audio file. Doug should be coming in for Monday movie review this afternoon. We've got uh, the regular round of closest to the pin. Stephen Kramer comes in at about 6. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, so we'll discuss many other things, probably nothing related to the law. Then we'll find some drive-home music for you, then PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. So there we go. Uh, on my list today, not in any specific order, got Chief Wahoo. we got the Deputy FBI Director, Andrew McCabe. Uh, Steve Wynn, we've got uh, the founder of Ikea passing away. I saw the movie The Post with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Finished the uh, series on Amazon, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, Let's see what else. Bought a tractor. What? And we're going to talk about the Seminole County School Board. But before I do that... Yeah, but sometimes anybody tell you a joke or you read it, you just never get it. You oh, just, sure. I mean, you just, you know, and sometimes you just laugh. Like, I, I get it, but you really, you're in your mind, you go, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. That's not I funny. Just don't, I, I, sure. It's no, like it's not, it's not the funny. Side. It's not that it's not funny. <laughs> no, she gets the joke. She just doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. a joke, a setup, then a punchline, and you're going, uh, you're saying to yourself, I don't get it. I, ju- I just don't. It's not connecting. I can't figure it out. Sometimes, you know, okay. 
or you'll laugh because other people around there are laughing. Yeah, you don't want to look like I mean, they're telling you a joke, and you know it's a joke, and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden... Oh, rim shot! And you laugh. Okay. (laughs) And then you you walk away or whatever. I don't know. So here's the joke. I'm reading this this article, this New York Times profile of Rodney Dangerfield yesterday. Rodney Dangerfield was on The Tonight Show. They're talking about the ups and downs of Rodney Dangerfield's career and how long it took for him to just hit it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of this is kind of in connection with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But anyway, Rodney Dangerfield tried stand-up, didn't work. Tried it again, didn't work. Um, all the other jobs he had didn't work. And finally, you know, he just figured it out. So he's on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Now, here's the joke. And I swear, I do not... <laughs> I do not get this joke. Okay. I've looked at it. I've looked at it. I looked at it. And I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And Rodney Dangerfield is a, you know, is a he's one-liner. Funny, right? Okay. He's hilarious. I get the other jokes. Let's see her. Let's hear it. You know, he's got those jokes. What were the jokes? Uh, you know, with the, you know, with the. Anyway, so here's the joke. Here's the Rodney Dangerfield joke. I told my dentist my teeth are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. What's the joke? So they match. So it matches. Instead of fixing your teeth, he said, oh, you might as well match. There's no point in fixing your teeth. Just go with a brown tie and at least coordinate. Well, he didn't say my teeth are going brown. We'll just wear a brown tie. He said my teeth are going yellow. So, yellow, yellow I told brown my, match. I told no? my dentist. I told my dentist my teeth. No. Hey, you know, I can't I can't do Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, you know. All right. So, so maybe he's. I told my dentist. My teeth are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. Oh, rim shot. Maybe he's denoting that his teeth are actually worse off than he thought they were. But it says in the article, when he told that joke, Carson actually hit a real laugh. You know, Carson would have a kind of his fake Fake laugh just to go along. But this one, he nearly falls out of his chair. He's laughing so hard. Does it have anything to do with Japanese and fascists and... The I don't know. I don't know. No, it's yellow. 19, no, brown, it's nineteen seven. James Mason is yeah. sitting on the couch next to him. Uh-huh. Dangerfield. No, James Mason, of course, buttoned up one of the great voices yeah. of of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield, after he tells that joke, and Carson is, mm-hmm. is laughing his ass off. He yeah. just turns to, uh, to 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 James Mason and says, hey, "So how are you doing?" I mean, it's just one of those. Okay, how about this? With the contrast, the darker tie will make his yellow teeth look white. Oh, that's if you have to go through all of this, it's not funny. I don't get well, it. Johnny Carson thought it was that, funny. And that's the joke. I told my I told my dentist my teeth are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. <laughs> I don't get it. Everyone texting, the brown makes the yellow look whiter. Okay. All right. Hmm. We say so. It wasn't the line that he had, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I was such an ugly baby. My uh, mother had to feed me with a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> I was such an ugly baby, uh, you know, uh, when the when the surgeon uh, cut the umbilical cord, he hung himself. I mean, you know, it's oh. just ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. I mean, anyway, so... So I saw the post. Oh yeah, the movie. Uh, the Indi- the Cleveland Indi- Indians have, have dropped uh, Chief Wahoo as uh, as an emblem. Yeah. Uh, starting, Ooh. I think, uh, this coming season. We Nin- can talk about that. Twenty nineteen. Andrew McCabe, yeah. the deputy uh, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, he's the one that uh, Donald Trump, so they report, asked him, "Who did you vote for?" 
He was, uh, he was, they say he was scheduled to resign in March. He's been under a lot of fire from the Trump administration. You know, they're trying to soften the ground is what they're trying to do uh, and set up all, you know, this deep state stuff. And they're talking about these crooked uh, people in the FBI and the CIA and all that kind of stuff. So when the indictments come forward, you know, There'll be, you know, that 30% that will say, well, yeah, but you got to remember these people are in some kind of conspiracy to uh, to engage in a coup d'etat and take over the White House. That's kind of that what Fox is into now, Fox, the Fox News Network, uh, not the journalists, but the, you know, the people yes, who have their, yes. you know, Hannity and those chuckleheads. Let's see. Uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, I bought a tractor. And uh, so the post. Um. With Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. a um, wasn't. What do you mean it wasn't? It's oh, Steven no. Spielberg movie, yes. and it's Steven Spielberg written all over it. You can tell there's something that it's it had a Steven Spielberg stamp on it. Oh, now you're gonna ruin it for me. What? Damn it! E.T. was in it. Seriously? No, it's nothing like that. No, it's a certain. It's a, I don't know. Was it, it was no all the president's men. You were counting on it being something Watergate-ish. And, uh, yeah. Not liberal enough it for you? It did not have the, uh, uh, no, the, um, I don't, it's it's hard to explain. I just, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Let me put, I mean, Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep. I mean, she's, she's just superb in what she does. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. You know, okay, Bill Bradley, the editor, publisher mm-hmm. of the Washington Post. That was, was his role. Who was yeah. brought over from Newsweek. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Washington Post was just a backwater small-town newspaper when Bradley was brought over and uh, tried to turn it into something more important. Bill Bradley, uh, not Bill Bradley, but um, uh, um, what's his name, first name? Ooh. Was it Bill Bradley? Yes. Anyway, he, you know. Ben good, Bradley. Ben Bradley. Good friends with Jack Kennedy. They used to hang out together all the time, you know. And so it's a little bit, it's just a little bit too, you know, break out the violins. And it got a little bit too syrupy. And it just was not quite as um, dramatic, maybe, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you were counting on it being great, and it was just okay. It was just okay, yes. Mm. It was good. Well, that's better than just okay. It was good. It's mm. about expectations, right? You set yourself here. It was okay. Well, everybody's been talking about it. Disappointed. I don't See, think that Meryl Streep deserves an account. Maybe. Which is it? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen enough movies to decide whether anybody is out there that did a better job acting than Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is always superb. Mm-hmm. But uh, the movie itself... Despite their acting, yeah, yeah it's good. It's worth seeing. You know, it has a message as it relates to today, you know, about uh, the role of the media and relation to government and the, the, you know, the powerless keeping an eye on the powerful, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was just a little, you get a little syrupy here and there. A little, a little, preachy? A little, a little no. bit, maybe. Oh, God. Yeah, a little bit preachy. Anyway, so uh, what else? And I finished The Marvelous Mrs. Maple, which is on... No, Am- Maisel. Maisel, excuse me. Yes. That's that's superb. <laughs> I mean, that's a super, that's a, it's superb. It's very, very good. Well written. Well done. Well done. Yeah. It's very well, well done. Produced. Except... Oh, oh here boy. we go. Now you're going to ruin that, too. Here we go. Yeah. Already it's, ruined the post for no, me. Oh, except... Me, too. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the women's clothing is magnificent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's magnificent. You don't you like s- Tony uh, Shalhoub's outfit? Oh, here we go with fashion, Jim. <laughs> it's, it's not a pork pie hat. <laughs> what is it? I happen to believe that when men wore suits during the mid 1950s, their hems were cuffed, not uncuffed. Most men who wore suits, all right, mm-hmm. their pants, their trousers, they were cuffed. Mm-hmm. And there's one scene where all three of them are there. They have uncuffed pants. For God's sake. Man, I can't believe I didn't notice Let's just this. toss that in the heap. And there's another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the dumpster. Yeah. In The Post, this movie, The Post. There's two things in this movie. Mm. Number one, Robert McNamara, who was the Secretary of Defense at the time. The, the actor's got his hair parted over to the side. Robert McNamara, I don't believe parted his hair. Robert McNamara Sweet slicked back. his hair straight back. All of it back. This actor has all his hair slicked back, but he's got a part down. I mean, it's over to the side, but it's still a part. And I don't think Robert McNamara had a part in his hair. I find, you know... You got to know this stuff when you're putting a movie together. When Robert McNamara is one of the one of the one of the one of the chief uh, antagonists, if you want to call it that, yes. in this movie, yes, that nobody came alongside. Robert McNamara didn't have a part in his hair at no time and in his life. Another thing, I don't. Another thing. What's the what's the shirt uh, with the? Uh, is it the polo player? What is that? Yeah, Ralph mm-hmm. Lauren, the polo. Yeah. Sh- yes, uh huh. Nobody was. There wasn't any Ralph Lauren shirts around. During the, uh, the Pentagon Papers. Thank you. In the 70s? You. Uh-uh. Oh, I don't know. They might have just been coming out on the scene. I think it was a year later. I already oh. checked. It's the Phoenix <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. She's got the news. The Gonna check up the news. Here's Mo. Lenny Bruce. Yeah, so, Lenny Bruce, the actor in that. He's very, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very Lenny Bruce like. Uh huh. He, he is indeed. Jim, today is the day former U.S. Congress person Corinne Brown has to check in to federal prison at Coleman. She's in. She's in. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's uh, her days of hobnobbing are over. They have only pictures of her from about a month ago. We do not know if she checked into Coleman with. Or without her signature trademark, her wig. Oh. She always wore a very fashion, a series of wigs. You know, she was never seen in, you know, a, a scruffy looking thing. She always had a beautiful wig, but it was clearly a wig. And I'm not sure if she, mm. who, I mean, she was in Congress for 24 years. Maybe she got out of the van and just Ripped snatched it off, it off and said, hold yep. this for me. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in four and a half years. <laughs> At the Coleman Federal Correctional Complex, she'll spend her days really, I mean, very close to notorious criminals such as convicted gangster Whitey Bulger. What? Yeah. No. And Texas tycoon Robert Allen Stanford, convicted of running a $7 billion Ponzi scheme. But Corinne Brown, 71 years old, will likely do clerical work or janitorial during her days at the prison camp, where she will be held with 391 other female inmates. 
Uh, she's a high-profile person. They like to treat them poorly. What? Uh, yeah. She's got a seriously rough road ahead of her. According treat them poorly. Yeah, they do. According they have a own little cubicle. You know, they can have spend $250 a month on uh, the commissary. They can buy a curling iron there if they want to. They have the, the work is from 7.30 to 4.30. Lights out at 10.30. Mm-hmm. Come on. You can have a radio. She's not, it's not, she's not going to Leavenworth to break rocks. It's not cool hand Luke on the side of the road, you know, cutting the weeds. A guy says uh, <laughs> he certainly other inmates will be wary of her and keen on their new politically connected yeah. prisoner. He said he was locked up with politicians. They have entitlement issues. They think they're entitled to stuff, and people in jail resent that. They're going to think she's rich. She can claim she doesn't have any money, but people are going to give her a hard time. This is according to a guy who you know, served in prison and knows Coleman. Oh, men have it a lot harder in prison than women. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't know. FBI Director, Deputy Director Andrew McCabe is stepping <laughs> down. A frequent target of the Trumpsters' criticism led the Bureau for months last year following the firing of James Comey. There we go. Leaving his position today ahead of a previously planned retirement this spring. He had been expected to retire in March, but his departure, the FBI's number two guy now, Andrew McCabe, is effective today. He's mm-hmm. going on what they call terminal leave. Uh, he has been repeatedly attacked, it says here, by Trump since the fall of 16 when it was revealed that his wife accepted campaign contributions. Uh, she was running for something or other. A Senate yeah. run, I think. State Senate State in Virginia. Senate. Yeah. All those donations came in in the year 2015, mm-hmm. well before the FBI started. You know, right. I'm telling you, they're, yeah. setting, they're setting it up. So when they finally indict Trump or his son-in-law and the rest of them, you know, there's going to be a significant number, maybe 30, 40, whatever. You say, oh, well, see, it's all, it, it, they're all, all crooked over there. Yeah, yeah. All those FBI people, you know, and CIA people, they're all, you know, they hate Trump and, you know, we're stopping a coup d'etat. You know, my Uncle Blanky was with oh, the FBI. My God. Really? They don't say. Yeah. Hmm. Special agent. No kidding. Blanky Blankenship. Blanky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim, the Cleveland Indians are going to make a long awaited and long overdue wardrobe change beginning. Next year, not 18, but 19. <clears throat> okay. They're going to take the Chief Wahoo logo completely off their uniforms. They'll also scrub what? it from any banners or signs at Progressive Field in Cleveland. Why? They say there's, well, I mean, some people are attached to the logo and its place of history on their team, but mm. the logo they think is no longer appropriate for on-use field in Major League Baseball. Uh, it's a cartoonish image of a Native American that many have derided as offensive and racist. First appeared on the team uniforms in 1948. And they've tried many times over the last 70 years to change it or remove it from the uniform, um, although the club has said yeah. no. And finally, they said yes. They're taking it off of the I have the to admit, uniform. I think it's inappropriate, but I also have to admit, I kind of like it. Oh. <laughs> he looks happy. He does look happy. Yeah, Chief Wahoo. Uh-huh. It took almost two decades and plenty of headaches for David Beckham, but today was a great day for him in sports. Major League Soccer is back in South Florida at long last. He's waited four years, but MLS gave him the nod today. His expansion franchise has been uh, gotten approval to launch. Now, they haven't given the name of it yet or the logo for that matter, um, but they say that it'll be, you know, after four years of struggling, they will announce the um, team name, logo, and staff in just a couple of weeks. So that he joins 25 other clubs. Um, two more expansion teams will be chosen. They'll have a total when it's all said and done, 28 clubs including this latest what did you this, say nashville uh is that the I next one say nashville nashville cincinnati let's see um yeah 
in late 2017, they just announced expansion into Nashville. Mm. Uh, one more team will be now with Miami will be announced later this year. The candidates in the running for that one are Cincinnati, Detroit, and Sacramento. All right. And then they'll have another two in the year after that. Okay. It's, it's a lot. I mean, they're up to 28. When we got in in Orlando, uh, yep. we were 21. Yeah, yeah. So now they're up to 20. Well, they will be up to 28. Mm. So, yeah, they're expanding into lots of different places. Um, Let's see. Oh, Oh, just one more game remains in the NFL season following yesterday's Pro Bowl played in the rain in Orlando at Camping World Stadium. Everybody had a good time. I think it's good for Orlando. I mean, it's not, uh, you're not seeing the greatest football ever, but, you know, it is what it is. No. The week of events were pretty big. Yeah, it's it's a show, it's a circus, it's, uh, but, you know, so Well, it was a squeaker. The AFC came from behind to edge the NFC, yeah. 24 to 23. I saw a couple of the plays. Oh, it, was, it didn't look like they were trying was, no. terribly hard. Well, there was only a minute 30 left, and they went ahead. So that was kind I of I mean, cool. the blocking was like, you know. Oh, we tried, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. like, yeah, okay. I don't want to get hurt here. i got a big career. The game included no, zero members of the Eagles or the Patriots who are preparing to meet this Didn't Sunday. Blame them? No, of course not. Oh, but no. they will be uh, in uh, Minneapolis yeah, for the Super like, Bowl. You know, they hike the ball and the opposing team. Okay, run over this way. We'll yeah. get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, you know, cybersecurity. The hole in our defensive line is over here. Oh, boy. Cybersecurity <laughs> experts are warning, Jim, that there are efforts underway to hack Olympic organizations. This thing starts in like two weeks in uh, Pyeongchang, Winter Games in South Korea. A Russian group called Fancy Bear has set up an infrastructure to collect emails from a series of Olympic sports federations. Fancy Bear. That's after Russia was banned from the upcoming games for systemic doping. 43 Russian athletes and some Russian officials were banned for life. So now the security firms say they are concerned that Russia will retaliate for kicking them out by leaking prominent officials' emails. Fancy Bear's hackers have already published stuff uh, that they see that as a warning. Yeah, Russian bots, we get you. All right, look at a little <laughs> break. When we come back, Mo's got to have more news. We'll have the birthdays bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour on Real Radio 104.1. Bonus round of closest to the pin at four. Back to the news and the birthdays. Here's Mo. Uh, today, January 29th, 2018, Jim. And today is a day that I know you can appreciate. Mm. We waited all year, and here it is. January 29th, it is... National Corn Chip Day. Fritos. Fritos, the favorite corn chip. Your favorite corn chip. Is it Frito Day Fritos. or Corn Chip? Oh, it's Corn Chips. But Fritos is the name brand. It's like saying tissues or Kleenex. You say corn chip, I don't people know think why Fritos. They continue to put barbecued corn ch- Fritos, Fritos in this thing. Because no. nobody mm-hmm. wants them. Blech. Fritos, people eat Fritos. Regular Fritos, not not fancy Fritos. You, know, uh-uh. you, you got a vending no. machine, you got to look when you come back to replenish it. Okay, what are people buying? And they're not buying those damn barbecue Fritos. Yeah. No, I don't like them. Nasty. Anyway, corn chip day. I don't know if Tostitos are corn chips or if uh, those scoops, are they corn chips? Of course. I don't think so. What's a corn chip? What do you think it is? I don't know. It's a corn chip. Tostitos? It is a corn chip. chip? It's a corn chip. Mm -hmm. Well, you can have any kind of corn chip, but I think in your case, I like Fritos. Fritos. I know you do. So it's a day you can appreciate. National Corn Chip Day. You know, they don't want to put a a, a brand name on it, but we all know. There's a a world of difference between a Frito and one of those scoops. Totally. That's why I think, you know, they prob- the Frito people ought to get on that. You know, it ought to be Frito Day. Because when you, uh, think, I agree with you. you think corn chip, you think Fritos. Yeah. I do, anyway. Uh, moving along, shall we? You know who's in town? Who I bet is a big fan of the Frito? Vice- former Vice President Joe Biden. Thanks He's- for stopping by, Joe. Oh, can I call you Joe? 
Yeah, he's speaking in Orlando tonight on this tour. ABC News anchor Elizabeth Vargas does the introduction and moderates it. You know, I guess you would say it's at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. Just come by. We know you want to run again. Oh, I read the book. Yeah, bro. I'm just a giant fan. I'm almost like Gaga over this guy. And, you know, it, anyway, all I'm telling look you at the Democratic is Party. You know, I, I like him, too. I, I have right, a lot of respect seriously. from Joe Biden, yeah, despite yeah. the way he acted during the Nita Hill hearings. Mm. He was a he was an ass. Kind of a douche. Uh, I mean, he wasn't kind of. He was. Kind of a douche. But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, he wrote a book Democratic called, Party oh. needs somebody young and, uh, you know, that has some policy ideas. Yeah, and yeah. some mm. Got to get some fresh blood. He's He's got ideas. I just think yeah, that he's Yeah, he's got fresh maybe... blood. I want fresh blood. Mm-hmm. The book that he's promoting, I guess, is uh, his book about his son, Bo Biden, who I passed away. Promise good. me, Dad. Colin, a lot a year of it was just about him. It wasn't him. about his son. The, the, it really chronicles his year of 2015 when he um, couldn't decide what to do with Bo's dying of brain cancer and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, a touching book, but a lot of it is. Oh, out. You know, anybody, any politician that had, comes out with a book, for the most part, they're looking mm-hmm. to throw their hat into presidential politics. Mm-hmm. Come on, Joe. We know what's going on. Oh, Joe. Yeah. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio is all pissed off at the Miami Herald newspaper uh, regarding the reporting on the dismissal of his chief of staff. Uh, Rubio, little Marco, announced over the weekend that Clinton Reed had been fired over allegations of improper conduct. They didn't really say what that meant, but Mm. it was with a subordinate. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So in a statement, Rubio claims Miami Herald erroneously reported his office's investigation was hasty and the decision to fire the decision to fire Reed was abrupt, and he says that's not true. We no, <laughs> stop it. Well, we did it. On, we did it methodically and thoughtfully, and we got rid of him. Oh, what di- what di- anyway, what I don't difference know. does it make? He just, you know, Marco. About he, Steve Wynn. Yeah, I got that story too. As yeah. spa- SpaceX, though. We'll see how we tie that together. Meanwhile, talking about uh, harassment, talking about creepy people. Yeah. Think Steve Wynn has ever had plastic surgery? Oh my God. <laughs> how many times? <laughs> no. That's what's the over under on the times? You know, I mean, how many times he's had plastic? Yeah. Guy's worth a billion dollars and can't I, get better cheekbones than that. Oof! And his face—it's like he. I know. He, he's pulled back, very pulled First back. First thing that comes to mind when you see Steve Wynn is facelift. No. Yes. Totally plastic fake face. Fake news. Fasc- yeah, he's got fake face. That's what I think. <laughs> fake face. Plastic. Sad. Plastic face, and now what happens? Really to, pulled tight. It's seriously, and it's so. That's how. You, that's a good telltale sign when it's pulled so much. It's shiny. That's how you know that it's fake face. Why? Why would yeah, it be why, shiny? Why shiny, it shiny, shiny face. I don't know. So slick polishes it. No, I think it's something to do with the pulled back. It, I don't know. Isn't Steve Wynn that put his thumb through a Picasso painting? Yes, it was. <laughs> yep. Hey, look at this. Said, oh, I just sorry. Oh, yeah. he, he tripped or ah, something. Crap. Ah, dad, nab it. Yeah, he put his <laughs> finger right through <laughs> it. Yep, he did. Like a $15 million Picasso Ooh, or something sorry. Like Uh-oh, whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah. SpaceX, super busy. They did the test of the rocket last week. They're planning a debut, debut of the Falcon Heavy next week. But this week, they're not letting any grass grow under their feet. They're planning for the liftoff of a Falcon 9 rocket carrying a European communication satellite. Is that the big one? No, the big one is next week. The Falcon the 9. The sixth, right? Uh, uh, yeah. A huge rocket? A huge one, yeah. Big mm. fat one. Hey, hey. Big fat. Let's not call people fat. Big fat. It's, it's not a, a person, Mo. It's uh, a rocket. Right, right. Well, Maybe in it, your eyes, it's Take a it personally. Labor unions are under fire in Tallahassee. Fire. Where lawmakers have passed a bill that could put some labor unions 
out of business. Yeah, except for cops and firefighters. Yeah. Scott uh, Maxwell writes about this. Is he right on target? Yeah, know. You know, these guys want the support of police officers, certainly, and firefighters. So they don't touch them, but anybody else, school teachers, of course, break up the union, break up the associations. The that uh, bill that's moving through uh, the state Jesus. house uh, says the measure would boot unions if fewer than 50% of the members pay dues. But um, a Hollywood Democrat from down there says it's an attack on unions. Yeah, it's one of the Florida reasons you paid right crap state. wages in the state of Florida. You know, that's a right to work state. I just don't want to have to belong to you. Okay, we'll get your $11 an hour. Really? Florida gasoline <laughs> prices, Jim, are up this week again a couple of pennies, but it's still, you know, it matters to people on a budget like me. AAA says the statewide average is now two fifty-five, up just a couple pennies from a week ago, but thirteen cents more than one month ago, and twenty-five cents more than a year ago today. Well, seasonally adjusted for inflation, you're still paying less yeah. for gasoline than you were paying in 1976. It could be the most expensive gas, as always, West Palm Boca. Seventy-six. Seventy. Mm, well, the gas crunch. Gas crunch. Seventy-six. Gas don't crunch. take any. Or take seventy-nine. They you, know, you have to adjust these prices AAA. for inflation. Oh, my God, I remember when I was paying 35 cents a gallon. Well, of course. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember when I was paying 25 cents for a pack of smokes. AAA says that the gas prices could increase significantly over the next couple of months as oil prices rise and refineries enter what they call maintenance season. The president of Florida State University, Jim, says that he could soon lift his order suspending Greek activities on the campus of FSU. However, oh, I see. John Thrasher, yeah, John Thrasher told... Sorry. Greek activities. Didn't know what you meant by that. Oh, come on. Yeah, you did. Greek, uh, John Thrasher. I was just trying to make a joke. Told members of the Tiger Bay Club up there that the national organizations behind the fraternities and sororities have to step up their oversight of these local kids and the local chapters of these things. They have been suspended from FSU's campus since November. Greeks. When, when a fraternity called What's Pi up, Kappa Phi uh, up, had bro. a pledge die. Alec, uh, Andrew <laughs> Coffey died of alcohol poisoning at an off-campus party. Nine members of the fraternity of Pi Kappa Phi are charged with felony hazing. Mr. University President, I have a great idea. This has not been done before, but I have a great idea. I think we ought to be able to establish a a house on the campus or nearby on the campus where we can segregate uh, membership by uh, by sex. We can have uh, underage uh, people come in that want to be part of it, that uh, can die of alcohol poisoning. We want to be allowed to smack them on the rear end with Mm. a wooden paddle and maybe have them wear pantyhose and stuff, ice cream down them, and then uh, do all this other uh, kind of stuff, have these uh, parties where, uh, you know, uh, women are invited to this, can be taken advantage of sexually. What? Uh, So what do you think about that, Mr. University President? Pretty good idea, huh? Nope. Sounds cool, bros. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound good when you say it like that. No. No. In this day and age, so yeah, can what you are say, you thinking? Can you say it differently? Can you switch it around a little? <laughs> a man yeah, sure. is, and uh, um, by the way, we'll do some good work. Not because we want to, but we're made to by our overseeing uh, fraternity ah! chapter, okay? What's the matter? Snake? I, no, I thought it was a bug. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. It was just this cool. Oh, goodness. Oh, my. It scared me. The Ooh. old headphones. Excuse snake. me. Pardon me. It scared me. A man is dead after getting hit by a train over in Brevard County late last night. Um, this this happened near, is it Miko? Uh, in um In ICCO. Yeah, in Brevard. I've heard Miko. I've heard Miko on the news like Mick, I think it depends Mick where you're from Mikanopi I've heard but that's different uh, the man was walking on the tracks hit by a southbound Florida East Coast train he has not yet been identified a movie about the practice of gay conversion therapy 
is the winner of the top prize in this year's Sundance Film Festival. Still legal in Florida, I do believe. The Miseducation mm. of Cameron Post is mm-hmm. the name of it. It took the Grand Jury Award telling the story of a teenage girl forced to undergo therapy after getting caught with the prom queen. Star Chloe Grace Moretz accepted the award over the weekend, dedicated it to the survivors of conversion therapy. I think there are only about four states that have outlawed it. And we're not one of them? I don't believe Florida's among them. Oh, brother. Well, you know, mm. we can pray they're yeah. gay away. Not really. You know mm. what I'm saying? No, Lord no, willing. I don't know what you're saying. Getting no. back there with the good book. Mm, I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Throw in the old book, too, the Old uh-huh. Testament. Throw them in there. No, we don't want them. Don't give them Scare us. the bejesus out of them, no pun intended. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Jim, the Grammys were on last night. James Corden did a spectacular job from all accounts. They said he was really, uh, you know, charming and amusing, and he got them out one minute after the deadline. A little bit know? too much sting. It's too much sting, <laughs> sting was from all James over the place. Oh. I thought the uh, uh, the subway carpool karaoke fell flat. It was flat because it was so set up. You yes. could tell it was. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Well, I've got a list when of When it gra- kept going, I'm like, really? Actors. Yeah. yeah, bring back the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've got a full Thank list you. of Grammy winners here, but I will tell you the top three categories are song of the year record of the year and album of the year and they all went home with bruno mars take that hip-hop Ha! uh that kendrick lamar he did win some stuff he won UN ambassadors having a difficult time she's really pissed at uh, hillary mars? clinton oh. and the grammys because of the she's, fire and fury bit she is as a matter of fact how so- dare you mix politics with music mm-hmm. what the president mixed politics with everything uh, every <laughs> single day as a matter everything. of fact don don jr don jr is pissing all over hillary today Why? Uh, at the uh, because of her role at the grammys whatever uh, it's d- just a joke uh, don jr Don Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, tweeted, of course, his criticism uh, that the more Which Hillary... Is that Uday or the other yeah, one? Yeah, the dark-haired one. Don Jr.'s the dark-haired one. Eric's the one. I said, is that Uday? Or, 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 we, we get it. Or, Saddam, uh, uh, come or, on. Or Uday. Yeah, I don't know what the Ooh, other respect. is. respect. All right. So, so Donnie, Jr., Don, Donnie Jr. tweeted that the more Hillary goes on TV, the more the American people realize how awesome it is to have his dad as president. Hillary read excerpts from Michael Wolff's controversial new book, Fire and Fury, inside the Trump White House. And, and Don That's Jr. Funny. called her appearance a great consolation prize for losing. Sad. Yeah. Three million votes. Remember that one. Mm-hmm. Three what, million more votes. That's what she read, isn't it? Oh, I won. She oh, lost. Wait. Get over it, liberals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three million, you know. Well, and, and you know, uh, his father, President Trump, is... <coughs> um, boom, bang, bang. Boom, 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 boom. See the Piers Morgan interview? That's where he said, boom, boom. That Piers Morgan, man, he's uh, no Mike Wallace. No, he isn't. (laughs) Another softball, Mr. President? Loser. Oh, boy. (laughs) It turns out that uh, President Trump is bragging about lowering the black unemployment rate in a tweet directed at Jay-Z, the rapper. The black unemployment rate started in about 2010, thank you very much, during the Obama administration. Well, they'll never say that. Of course they won't. President tweeted that somebody, here's the tweet, somebody please inform Jay-Z that because of my policies, black unemployment has just been reported to be at the and in caps lowest rate ever recorded. Well, that's fine. Good. Oy vey. Uh yeah. Because Jay's, I, I know. Bing, bang, bang. What I've done for boom, the black ba, people. Boom, 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 boom. I love the black people. The black, the beautiful black people. The big black, beautiful black people. Look what I've done for them. Right. Boom, Jay- bang, <laughs> bang. 
Jay-Z said it doesn't change. He, he criticized Trump for using vulgar language Whatever. to describe Haiti and other African countries. I'm not cetera, getting exercised. I know I'm going to vote in the fall. Join the blue wave, everybody. Pierce. Make his life miserable. Piers. It's not Pierce. It's Piers, right? Piers. Yeah, Piers. Piers Morgan uh, actually asked the president about his reported love of um, Big Macs and, and French fries and, you know, all of that, you know, filet fish I guess. I don't know what he eats, but he eats a lot of, of uh, fast food because he doesn't like to be poisoned or, you know, it, it, it gives him some comfort. Because he's afraid of being poisoned. So it says in Fire and Fury. I don't know. Yeah. So it turns out, he said, do you want to change your diet? I mean, do you think you ought to, like, eat a little more healthy? This is Piers now asking the yeah, president right. about this. Trump responds, don't want to change it. Nope, don't want to change that. No, they build that up. I eat fine food, he continued. Here's the quote. I, I really eat the finest, some of the finest chefs in the world. I eat healthy food. I also have some of that food on occasion meaning the, the, the fast food, yeah. sometimes it makes sense. Actually, when you're campaigning, there's a lot of sense to it because it's, you know, boom, boom, boom. But you said boom, boom, boom? Boom, boom, boom. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, I think I actually eat quite well is the final end of the quote. But boom, boom, boom. He says, you know, it's well, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm like, ah, God. That's what we got there. That's the guy at, with, you know. He's a train wreck. You uh, can't take your eyes yeah, off of him. Oh, my God. It's sort of true, isn't it? It's, 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 it's a gigantic train yeah, wreck no, where you say, I can't believe this happened. Look at this wreck. You have to look at it <laughs> every single day. Oh, my God. What did he do now? <laughs> boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Three boom, boom, booms. Yeah. Uh-huh. About his diet. Boom, boom. So, anyway. Uh, let's talk about Meryl Streep. Uh, you mentioned her before. She is actually trademarked Meryl Streep. <clears throat> The New York Post reports that the 68-year-old actress filed a trademark to protect her name for entertainment services, namely live, televised, or movie appearances by a professional actress or entertainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, She filed it, mm, let's see, what's uh, last Monday. Oh, Uh, damn it. uh, You should have gotten in on that. Mm -hmm. Streep's name is also protected for personal appearances, speaking engagements, autograph sessions. This was just after, just a day or two after HBO announced that Meryl Streep is set to join Big Little Lies, the, the cast of that, for the second season. I think you enjoy that. I think I would. I'm I'm very behind on all that stuff, so I, I yeah. Yeah, this marvelous uh, Mrs. Mrs. Maisel. I'm only three in. Yeah. Feel bad for and, Joel. Oh, Joel, the husband <laughs> who left her. <laughs> oh, at the end. And Tony Shalhoub is terrific. I, I mean, they're all him. they're all superb. They're I, all just very, I laughed very so many good. times at his character in that. It's, it's funny. Very funny. I mean, it's funny. And even Kevin Pollak, the comedian, who funny. was also unusual suspects, he was great in this. Also so funny. Yeah, that's Joe's Good. father. Are, are cuffed hems in now? No. Damn they it. It could be. If they, it depends on if you have pleated pants or a suit made. Nobody's, d- nobody's wearing pleated pants. Mm. Not now. Yeah, Uh-oh. I think they are. No, they're not. I think that's I, not fashionable. I think I have a pair. Pleated yeah. pants? Sure. So you know that. You can wear pleated pants, but it's not fashionable. And it has a cuffed hem. Yep. Mo pleated. says I'm good. Thanks, Mo. I'm pleated, going. pleated pants should have a cuffed hem. I, I am going with Moira on this. Pleated pants, cuffed hem, you're good. She yeah, that's a, what I said, but I'm a, saying pleated pants are not in now. She has a passion for fashion. <laughs> Tom Brady, Jim, says he's going to, he probably will never appear on a local Boston sports radio station. I guess they must have a shot doctor type on there who made some kind of comments about his five-year-old daughter. Ooh. He called her. Uh, the guy probably knew they were changing formats, and he said, I'm going out with a bang. What did he call her? He called her an annoying little piss ant. Ooh, that's not nice. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do a country. I'm from Boston. I see. <laughs> the New England Patriots quarterback told the station's morning host <laughs> that he was pissed off to hear comments by the afternoon host. How long did it take to fire him? Mm. He was out immediately. The radio station <laughs> announced have known something was about that the afternoon guy was indefinitely suspended, effective, right now. Goodbye. 
All right, get to birthdays, please. Oh, I got birthdays. Happy, happy birthday to Tom Selleck. I'll pass. Okay. 71. (laughs) Nope. What's so funny, bro? It says pleated pants make you look like you have nice birthing hips. (laughs) Oh. That's it. It depends on your shape, I think. I'm keeping them then. Uh Uh-huh. All right, Tom Selleck. He can't be 71, really? I don't know. 69. 73. On the dot, 73. son of a... Hey, I passed. I Congratulations. Uh-huh. I'm saying, I oh, wait. I guess you get this. Kapuya! Kapuya! Mm-hmm. The uh, daughter from Roseanne, Sarah Gilbert. Oh. Mm-hmm. Isn't she like the executive producer of that Yap Fest? Maybe. Um, it's not she the, was on Roseanne. Is not the voice? Is, is it the talk? Maybe one of them. I, I can't imagine mixed up. 46. The daughter from Roseanne. 44. Nope. 45? Pinkman, 43. Damn it! Love that show. Pinkman, uh, we pay homage to Oprah today on her happy, happy birthday. Oh, President Oprah. Mm -hmm. How old is Oprah? 62. Nope. Any other customers? I'll I'll pass. 64? Yes, on the dollar. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Okay, and that's the Lottie Duh. Just call me Moira. We'll open up those lines. Pinkman will choose one of you to play against him in a bonus round of closest to the pin. If you win, good fortune for you for the rest of your life. Only on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away. On Real Radio 104.1. Um, and now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Austin is on the line. He will play against Pinkman in this bonus round of closest to the pin. If Austin wins, he'll receive that you met a business card guaranteeing him good fortune for the rest of his life. If he loses, Austin knows or should know he will have bad luck for at least 24 hours. Mister, Is he on hold? What's going on there? Oh, we lost him. <sighs> Son of a gun. Classic Austin. So Austin will not be playing against Pinkman. That's right. We'll just grab another person who calls in yeah, yeah. and they'll play against you. All right. They'll be here soon, I'm sure. I mean, did you tell him, Austin, hold on? Yeah, I said, please hold on. Oh, mm. please even hold on. See? For one more day. <laughs> so anyway, that You Matter business card is red on one side, white on the other. On the red side, in white black letters, it says, You, you matter. matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, also has a black squiggly heart design. Very important. And we're going to autograph it, too. Yeah. And you'll have good fortune. That's what the gypsy women say. They also say, you lose. Uh-oh. Trouble. Lug out. Just grab any. Is Austin back? Oh, I hope so. Was that another Austin? Same Austin. <laughs> you go what to the soundproof to booth. Okay. <laughs> we'll bring you back in a bit to determine your handicap. All right, here we go. Austin, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? All right, speak up. I can hardly hear you. Right into the <clears throat> phone, son. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing, doing okay. Right. I have 10 questions for you today, Austin. They're all connected in some form or fashion. You answer to the best of your ability, all right? Yes, sir. All right, good luck to you. Countdown for Austin. Keep score, please. In three, two, one, begin. Austin, President Trump delivers his State of the Union speech to Congress tomorrow, but the movie State of the Union with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn came out in what year? Uh, 2002. 
1990 movie Dick Tracy starred Warren Beatty. How old is Beatty? Uh, 71. The cartoon Dick Tracy made his debut in what year? Uh, 1971. How old is actress and comedian Tracy Ullman? Uh, 47. Tracy Ullman made her mark on the big screen in the movie I Love You to Death with actor Kevin Kline in what year? Uh, 1986. Death of a Salesman is an iconic American play that was first produced on stage in what year? Uh, 1964. Arthur Miller wrote that play. Miller was married to Marilyn Monroe for how many years? Four years. Marilyn Monroe died in what year? Uh, 1974. How old is American musician Marilyn Manson? Uh... 57. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Marilyn Manson was a crow at his birthplace of Canton, Ohio, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Columbus, Ohio? Uh, 56 miles. Time. All right. Hold on there, Austin. Let's see how you do. Here comes Is Mr. it possible Pinkman. you have 11 on there today? I might. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. All 1, right. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. No, I think 10. 1, 2, 3, 4... Uh, I never mind. I see Six, how I messed seven, up. Eight, yep. Nine, I, I, my yeah, number is no, screwed up. Yep. Got Come on, Pigman. Come on in here. Get in here, right. you silly goose. Pigman, you. let's go! Uh, what are you waiting so long? You know we're on the radio, Speedy dude. Gonzalez. He's waiting for uh, the signal. All right, roll the dice, Pinkman. We set your handicap at 15. Whatever you roll, we'll take that number off 15. That will be your handicap for today. Okey-dokey. Did Mo not give you the signal? I didn't give him. I was uh, counting up the... Oh, count. she was busy trying to correct Jim. What number do you have? I don't know. <laughs> ten. Oh, damn. Five-second handicap. Are you ready? I have ten Jim, questions for you. Ten the hard way. Okay, here we go. You ready? Wow. Yes. In count three, ten for Pinkman. Two, one, begin. Pinky, President Trump delivers his State of the Union speech to Congress tomorrow, but the movie State of the Union with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn came out in what year? 68. The 1990 movie, Dick Tracy starred Warren Beatty. How old is Beatty? 72. The cartoon Dick Tracy made its debut in what year? 38. How old is actress and comedian Tracy Ullman? Uh, 62. Tracy Ullman made her mark on the big screen in the movie I Love You to Death with actor Kevin Kline in what year? 1974. Death of a Salesman is an iconic American play that was first produced on stage in what year? Uh, 1943. Arthur Miller wrote that play. Miller was married to Marilyn Monroe for how many years? Two. Marilyn Monroe died in what year? 1961. How old is American musician Marilyn Manson? Um... 43. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Marilyn Manson was a crow in his birthplace of Canton, Ohio, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Columbus, Ohio? Uh, 102. Time. Mm. Mm. What's the cutoff? 10 miles? 20? 25. 25. Let's go to this game. Uh, the movie State of the Union with uh, Tracy and Hepburn came out on what year? Yeah. Austin said? 2002. Pinkman. 68. 1948. Oh, there All you go. The 1990 movie, Dick Tracy, starred Warren Beatty. How old is Beatty? Austin said. 71. Pinkman. 72. He's 80. Okay, Pinkman. The cartoon, Dick Tracy, made its debut in what year? Austin said. 71. Pinkman. 
38. 31. Ooh. How old is actress and comedian Tracy Ullman? She's worth a net worth of $80 million. Cheaper, Tracy yeah. Ullman. How about that? How old is Tracy Ullman? Austin said. 47. Pinkman. 62. 58. Uh, that's Pinkman. Uh, the movie I Love You to Death with Tracy Ullman, Kevin Klein came out in what year? Austin said. 86. Pinkman. 74. 1990. Oh, he's on the board, Austin. Death of a Salesman. First produced on stage in what year? Austin said. 64. Pinkman. Um, 43. Pretty close. 1948. Pinkman. Arthur Miller wrote that play. Miller, I think he won a Pulitzer Prize for that. Just saying. Arthur Miller wrote that play. Miller was married to Marilyn Monroe for how many years? Austin said. Four. Pinkman. Two. Five. Oh, Austin. Marilyn Monroe died in what year? Austin said. 74. Pinkman. 61. 62. Pinkman. How old is American musician Marilyn Manson? Austin said. 57. Pinkman. 43. 49. Get it within 25, you went out, right? Pinkman, yeah. What's the score so far? It's a lot to two. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing too well, Austin. Seven to two. Sorry. If Marilyn, but, you know, you could turn it around. No, it all changes on this. You could all turn sure. it around. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Get it within 25, you went outright. That's right. If Marilyn Manson was a crow in his birthplace of Canton, Ohio, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Columbus, Ohio? Austin said. 56 miles. Pinkman said. 102. Oh, so close, but 128 miles. Oh, Pinkman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just one off. Yeah, you, one off. you missed it. One <laughs> off. You it. I'm sorry, but Austin. he still wins, yeah. Bad luck for you for the next 24 hours. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close oh, only counts in horseshoes, uh, 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 hand grenades, oh, and oh, oh, Hepburn. Tracy and Hepburn. Hello. That's what they say. Wake up, America. What's my record? It is eight and five. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Arthur Miller. Yeah, Arthur Miller. Hmm. Yeah. Attention must be paid. Points. Very good. Quite a quite a well written play, if I may say so myself. Pulitzer Prize winner. Mm-hmm. Well, I that would be impressive. Yeah. Lee J. Cobb, probably the best ever. Dustin Hoffman played it on stage as well. John Malkovich was in that. Oh, film. there's another one. But Points. I think Lee J. Cobb was might have been one of the first. Jim. That yep. last round of closest to the pin, it was a bonus round. Yes. And I say it was tainted and unclean. Uh-oh, All did right. I have an answer wrong? No. Uh-oh. I have a question wrong. What? No. I didn't read the answers wrong. No. Good. What was wrong? No. A texter says Pinkman cheated. How? Therefore, it must I be t- true. Why? How? I don't know. The texter said it. <laughs> oh, well. We get that all the time about you, Jim. We don't believe any of it. Real Mobile 77031, powered by David Moss Toyota. Oh, feel free to text the show. We see most of it, comment on some of it, occasionally reply. That's true. I'm not sure how I would how cheat. How could you cheat? Aside from being in the room, which is uh, not No, I thing. can assure you. Yeah, it took him forever to get back from this. Because no one waved room. at me. Yeah, Mo. I was trying to number the paper Was C-Lane handing you the answers as uh, you passed by or something? How would he know? Though? I don't know. What are you going to do with this Corinne Brown bet? Wig or no wig? Well, we're going to have to wait a while. We're just going to have to see if there's a perp walk, which I doubt because it's a federal prison. And I think when you go to Coleman, it's been my experience, when you drive up to the front gate, you can't even drive up to the front gates of Coleman. You have to pass a guard. And they'll probably say, you got official business news media. You're not going in there. No, but if you see her in the car as at the the checkpoint, all the TV cameras will be there and they'll see her. Does she have... Uh, her wig she's on? Gonna, she's going to have darkened windows, too, don't, don't you know. think? She's probably one, maybe those, one of those church vans. Jim, <laughs> I'd like to point out that Pinkman has now been exonerated. Uh, we have a new text that says, 
Pinkman did not cheat. There you go. Let me take a little break. Jack's got his audio file upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. Peepers. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Doug should be coming in later for Monday movie review. In the meantime, let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Uh, Jim, over the weekend, uh, watched uh, some movies, a lot of television, including the Grammys, and uh, some interesting stuff. Did you watch the Grammys at all? Uh, yes, but in oh. super speed. Oh. And when I saw something I wanted to watch, then I watched it. Did you Bruno watch Mars, Bruno? I watched. Yeah, yeah. Right. Chris what, Stapleton, I watched. What was interesting was when my mom sat down to watch him as well because my brother-in-law was uh, performing in one of the acts with when Patty Lapone sang, my brother-in-law was there, so my mom wanted to see that. I knew that wouldn't happen later, but she sat down at the beginning, and I knew as soon as Kendrick Lamar, you know, opened the show, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to explain this one to her, and uh, you know, and then you know, sure enough, <laughs> throughout the show, <laughs> yeah, why? <you> know, <laughs> it's like, why are they talking like this? Yes, I can't understand what they're saying. It's like, well, neither could I, That's but I, right. yep. everyone says it's good enough. So, <clears throat> does she we, say this is not music? She pointed out what she goes, well, they're talking, not singing. I go, well, you know. That's talking right. rhythmically. Yeah. But at 92 and a day years old, um, you know, I, I don't worry too much about mm-hmm. trying to get into hip-hop culture. Right. Um, however, the uh, as far as the speaking goes, a lot was said. Um, uh, Janet, Mo- is it Monet? Uh, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Thank you. Yes, her. Uh she came out, I mean, just on point, talking about the Time's Up movement, but uh, sharp and, you know, was definitely interesting. Take a listen to what she had to say. We are also daughters, wives, mothers, sisters, and human beings. We come in peace, but we mean business. And to those who would dare try and silence us, we offer you two words. Time's up. So it was uh, the theme. Um, yes, sir. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Sounded like sitting bull there for oh. a come in peace. Uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, with all due respect, yeah. I'm just. Kesha had a powerful performance True. as well. My uh, husband teared up a little. Did he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did he put between throwing up? Well, it looked No, he wasn't she, throwing up last night. He was it looked fun. like she was so emotional during it she was having a hard time actually singing it right because of you know you know catching her breath in that moment but you know star studded what they call it the resistance revival uh ensemble behind her yeah. chorus choir behind her and uh, cindy lopper and many other uh celebrities all part of that um another uh notable speech was at the end of the in memoriam section which so you had uh, Chris Stapleton, Emmy Lou Harris did a Tom Petty song, right? Right, Love and that. that that led into the in memoriam mm-hmm. section, and you know, and then they ended up with, uh, with uh, Lincoln Park singer Chester Bennington. Bennington points committed suicide. He was the last one, right? And then uh, Logic did his song, which is the the name of the song is actually the phone number for the suicide hotline. 
Oh, is that what it is? That's yes. what that phone number I is. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, that's what it was for. I had no... knives or something? What do you think it was no, for? No, but you know... They... <laughs> so that's a... I'm not sure. But you know, there have been songs before that have phone numbers. 8675309. So I didn't know what was like... Uh, is this part of the song? Is yeah. this something? I, I no, well, tried so actually, hard to figure it out. It's the name of the song he added on his shirt, but it actually is... About suicide, suicide, and it's yeah. the suicide hotline. Right. And then at the end of it, and then he closed the song as saying this: "Black is beautiful, hate is ugly. Women are as precious as they are stronger than any man I have ever met. And unto them I say, stand tall and crush all predators under the weight of your heart that is full of the love they will never take away from you. Be not scared to use your voice, especially in instances like these when you have the opportunity. Stand and fight for those who are not weak, but have yet to discover the strength that the evil of this world has done its best to conceal. Oh, wow. Cool. That was moving. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was good. That part I did see live, yeah. The girl that sings on that song won Best New Artist this year, I believe. Something Cara. Alicia Cara. Alicia Yeah, Cara. there you go. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, so yeah, what happened to Lord? You know, she get dissed. Mm. Come on. What's going on She was here? sitting there. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh. then when Bruno Mars came up, he won. Everything. And then he said the And I, I wanted to rewind because I don't know if I missed it or if he said it. But he named the other guys that were nominated. And he said... Like, um, your work inspires me. But I don't know if he also named Lord. I think he did. Did he? Okay. Because it's like, one of those things, it's like, how many times are you going to rewind the damn show? Jack, just leave it. Let it play. Oh, Jack. 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 Rewinding the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting better. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) it, This is your target. Jack to figure out what he would do to make the show better. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I think I can nail it. Yeah. I think I might you know, once in a while I think I might be able to nail it. All right. And so <laughs> um so James Corden you mentioned was the host. Overall did a pretty good job. I thought the the we mentioned earlier this the subway mm. carpool karaoke. I thought that was a little flat. Um they did a he, yeah, he pointed out how set you, up. you can win yeah. you can win a Grammy for a spoken word, and one of them is when you narrate books. And so they did the reading of Fire and Fury, you know, the Michael Wolf book, criticizing uh, President Trump and the administration. It was the year of our Lord, 1844. No, no, that wasn't what they did. And all of London was in a festive mood. I don't believe that was where but they went with this. But not Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, no. never, okay, never mind. So oh. the bit at the Grammys was different celebrities reading excerpts from the book, uh-huh. of course, until they got to the surprise one at the end. He had a longtime fear of being poisoned. One reason why he liked to eat at McDonald's. Nobody knew he was coming, and the food was safely pre-made. That's it. We've got it. That's the one. You think so? Oh, yeah. The Grammy's in the bag? In the bag. So the Grammy's in the bag, just in like the, bag. the election was in the bag. So yeah, uh, it's just a joke. It, got, it I mean, was a joke, but it's also kind of right. making fun of herself too. Sure, yeah, you know, some it's self-deprecating. Yeah. You know, the Trump <laughs> White House—they're having a cow, and one of the Trump sons and Nikki Haley, the uh, UN ambassador's chiming in. Who asked like, her oh, anything? Get back, get back to work. You well, know, you, the president—I mean—involves himself in everything every single day. So you know, just. Just chill. It's okay. If she announced she no. was running again, who? If Hillary announced she was running again, then I could see maybe the criticism from sure. the people who do not like her. However, she was defeated. They're afraid she of her. She lost. They're still afraid She's of her. She's done, but it's still 
top of mind as uh, oh yeah, what about those emails? What about Hillary? Mm. You know. So yeah, anyway, I think there's a I think there's a suspicion that said you know. I don't know how it would turn out, but they're they're more fearful of her now than they were a couple of years ago. Really, I think so. Well, it wasn't uh, a, a president. The idea of President Trump being on stage that excited the crowd, Ugh. or Hillary uh. Clinton that really got him going. It was a kind of a a, a swerve, a curveball, a tease. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, James Corden. Welcome back. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, it is truly an honor and a privilege to introduce this next guest. Over the last eight years, this man gave us hope and he brought us change. When you asked him if something was possible, he said, yes, we can. Ladies and gentlemen, the 44th president of... No, uh, wait, no. Hold on. I, oh. I did... I didn't, I didn't read all the way down. That's my mistake. Please welcome the current president and CEO of the Recording Academy, Mr. Neil Portnow. So it's the oh, ine- went on and on and the on. inevitable moment of every Ooh. award ceremony where they have the Academy of President, mm-hmm. a president come out. And so it's kind of, you know, <laughs> you just brought everyone up. And let him down, and here you go, sir. You yeah, know. I was out of there, so I'll come back in a couple of minutes. He's still droning on. Actually, I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I probably should have watched it then. He went a little long, but he was comfortable on stage public speaking. It wasn't just, okay, I'm here, I'm supposed to be here, so I'm going to read this announcement to you on the things I'm supposed to say. This guy was engaged, he had a message, and he knew how to deliver it. I thought he did well despite... Having a terrible buildup, a terrible buildup. See him almost trip when he come up, came up oh. stage from the behind. Yeah, a little slip, almost went <laughs> face another, planted. See, oh, yeah, he could have. Oh, oh, another thing you got to remember: when you have new from. shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could be slippery. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. splat. Uh huh. We talked about Trump. We talked about President Obama. We talked mm. about Hillary Clinton. Let's see who haven't we talked about? How about George W. Bush? He was back this weekend, yeah. Yeah, as was. portrayed by Will Ferrell in Saturday Night Live. It was part of the cold open, and that was, I think, the first character when you hear Will Ferrell is hosting Saturday Night Live. He's like, "Will he be doing W?" And then you know every iconic character he has done, and there has been a long list. Then people, oh, he didn't do the cheerleader, or he didn't do this guy, but. It was a pretty good overall, pretty good show. I usually, if I watch it live, I usually make it to right after weekend update. Then I have to go to bed. <laughs> so, but anyway, here's a little uh, a clip from the cold open for this week's Saturday Night Live. By the way, entire video at realradio.fm. I'm suddenly popular AF. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people are saying, man, I wish George W. Bush was still our president right about now. So I just wanted to address my fellow Americans tonight and remind you guys that I was really bad. <laughs> More yeah. cowbell. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. right. So he went on. He had a lot, uh, a lot of good scenes, and it was uh, you know, a fun show. Um, moving on. Uh, also this weekend, so we had the Pro Bowl happening here in Orlando, but also, just over in Tampa, the NHL All-Star Game really? was going on. Yeah. Same weekend? Yeah, same weekend huh. in Tampa. Um, and with hockey, you know, many Canadian teams. So they sing O Canada, followed by oh. our national anthem. This one was sung by Brett Young. Take a listen, then I'll let you know what the criticism is for, and then Uh-oh. you tell me if it's warranted. Uh-oh. Because I believe it may not be. Well, Oh, shakers, that's the 
What do you think the problem is with that? Because, like, know. under the, they put, they put that on, you know, social media, both anthems. It's at realradio.fm. You can see the whole thing. What's the problem? What, did he take a knee or something? No, the the cadence are like, oh, like oh, that, he, that he, he drew it, it out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and he enunciated, and I'm trying mm. to pinpoint yeah, exactly where it is because the overall mm. length, a minute and 40 seconds. Everybody just wants to put their own. Particular stamp on the on the national. So they jazz it up a little. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not even quite. But, well, I don't want to get into it. I wish they'd stop doing that in the military flyovers. But whatever. But the thing is, a minute and forty seconds is not a long national anthem. That's right. Fine. That is actually on the shorter side. When you, if you look for next week, the Super Bowl bet is usually whether it'll be over two minutes. Over two yeah. minutes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So that's yes. a minute and forty. Yet the criticizing, uh, cri- they're uh-huh. criticizing Brett Young for. Dragging it out, you know. I didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe it's just his cadence, his style of Who's singing. Even taking the time yeah. to, I mean, who's, t- uh, okay, who's got Randy, the time to? Hi, let's criticize. You know, that's what the internet Facebook is for, or Twitter Jim. and da, 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 da. Yeah, it's all those fake bots. Have you? Have oh, you read- not fake bots because bots are fake. What? Have, yes. have you read your Twitter post? That's what it's for. I'm buying some you bots. That's what I'm doing. Oh. You get like twenty thousand of them for five hundred dollars. What oh. do they do for you? What they do is when people go and see your your Twitter account, they said, "Oh my God, the guy's got two hundred fifty thousand uh, oh. followers. Therefore, he's important." Big, gigantic front page story in the New York Times yesterday about uh, about bots. Journalists are buying, actors are buying them, everybody is buying these bots. Right. They're fake. Right. They're all fake. Yeah. And in some instances, they're uh, they're uh, taking people who actually have an account and ripping off those accounts. And creating a bot. You just go, you pay somebody $500, and they say, okay, guess what? You just went from 5,000 to 100,000 followers. Wow. Good for you. Well, when you're checking somebody, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, you say, this must be very important. Yeah. I, because I, he's got a lot or she's got a lot of followers. I look for the blue circle with the checkmark. I check just want a checkmark. That's all yeah. I want. That's all I want. I don't want bots. I, I know. I'm at 72. Yeah, but you're still, yeah, but you're still looking at it. I am. The but, count is real, but that doesn't mean that person actually has that many followers. Verified. Let, it means you're let verified. Let me say this. I have 70. Your account's verified. 7,200 real people following me, and I want to get to 10,000 by the end of the year. So at Yankee Jack on Twitter, come on board. Really? Let's have fun. You can oh. spend a hundred dollars and get ten thousand no. more. No, I'm not doing it that way. Why? What's Join the point? Join everybody else. Apparently, that's what everybody else is no. doing. I want yeah, to be bro. part of the genuine and legitimate community of real people, not fake. Yeah, fake you and news. your fake bots. Journalists fake. are doing it. Nope. Entertainers, singers, Don't want it. politicians. Yeah. Not cool, bro. Not cool, locos. Yeah. <laughs> Just telling you. All right. Did you uh, see Saturday Night Live? A little bit. Portions. Uh, so Chris Stapleton was on, and he had a couple songs. Take a quick listen, because he actually performed Midnight Train to Memphis with Sturgill Simpson, two of the biggest yeah. names and newest and biggest names in country music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Mm
something is about to be. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are the best in the biz right now. And he, he either seemed, do either that or do the old Tammy Wynette type stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know, twangy, real twangy. Real yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he seems Chris Stapleton. It's like in his song on Saturday Night Live, he had his guitarist sing, you know, a verse of that, and brought him up on stage. You know, when Grammy gave him time to speak as well, it just seems like he's you know very keeping it cool, very humble. Very appreciative with, of where he is. Uh-huh. He just uh, he's on one of Justin Timberlake's new songs. Too. Yeah. It's with the beard. That's really scraggly looking. I Stapleton. Thought. Yeah, he looks weird without it. Oh. I, I did like he won. They announced him, yeah. kissed his wife, and then she pulled him back to to fix it. Whatever oh, you know. Yeah, you had food in it. There, you got so some thought, Rice Krispies in there, hon. <laughs> I thought Get somebody gave him there. a cupcake. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah, a little tobacco juice dripping down there. A couple of Rice Krispies. I think there's a bird in there it too. It doesn't seem clean to me. I don't know. <laughs> this was the uh, first song they did called "Hard Living," but it's a Stonewall Jackson beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, heavy duty that's for sure happy monday follow me on twitter at yankee jack right. that's your audio file for today hey don't step on my segment mo fake got bots. plenty of things to talk fake bots <laughs> fake, the bots need not apply right your I bots mean, are fake bots no. are fake no 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 but so a bot bots. is a fake account uh, all bots are fake right right it's not a fake but well i guess you could have a fake bot but a bot by its very nature is fake oh you want so, some jack yeah jack. i got a connection no i don't oh, okay. want any bots I down do. in miami I want oh, real. To me. I want it. I want real followers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Seven two four five. Come on, people. Let's Moira, do this. At Moira one zero four. I don't know how right. to. I don't even know how to drum that up. Yeah. Do you know how to drum it up? I do now. Oh, okay. Did you say Moira at one zero four? No, at Moira one zero four. That's it. No, no. Or I got Yankee Jack. No, at no, no. Josh no. underscore Pinkman. Oh, brother. Uh, I'm trying at to get rid Jim. of them. I want to get down to zero. Well, you pissed off people the other day, and a bunch of people <laughs> dropped you, right? What's that? Wember UCF. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah I, I got a bunch of Alabama. Well. I got a lot of Alabama people coming on board. That's when I stopped following it. It's the Phillips File <laughs> on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. North Korea has revealed plans to turn a missile test site into a resort. Nothing like residual radiation to give you a good 10. Next, dozens of baboons have broken out of a Parisian zoo enclosure. They'll probably just be free to run around Paris. You know those French always surrendering even to baboons finally a woman ordered some sauna hats online as a joke for her friends she instead received an illegal cancer drug that's made with scorpion venom looks like the real joke is on her headlines were brought to you by filutowski cataract and lasik institute go to myvisionfreedom.com and transmission it's almost like you're in the studio with us almost gonna tell them that you spilled hot sauce into the mixing board facebook.com slash real radio 1041 brought to you by seacoast bank see why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com better by all accounts i still don't get this rodney dangerfield uh joke in the profile of rodney dangerfield yesterday all the Trials and tribulations that he went through before he finally hit it big. And the joke is, here's the Rodney Dangerfield joke. 
And many times, I think most of us at one time or another, somebody's told us a joke, and for the life of us, we can't figure it out. They, you know, they set it up, they deliver the punchline, and we go, okay, we laugh because we know it's the punchline, and we're saying to ourselves, I don't get it. Right. And this is, I think most of the time, I, I get a joke. I, have a good I don't sense get of this joke. No, I, Rodney Dangerfield on the Tonight Show says he turns to Johnny Carson, you know, after you know a riff and one of this. He, you know, I, I told my, I told my dentist my teeth are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, nope. I don't. I don't. I don't get. It. I mean, I don't. He doesn't respect him enough. He gets no respect. He doesn't respect him enough to fix his teeth. He just said, "Make the most of it. Put on the brown tie. Your teeth will look whiter." Uh, Dreads yeah, dark. No, it's not a, you know. That's uh, uh, that's a long way to go for that joke. If you have to start explaining it, no, and- you, for the people who it. don't get it. Johnny Carson didn't need it explained to him, and all the texters didn't need it explained to him. Maybe it was one of those fake laughs where you laugh, <laughs> you know, you're just laughing. Because everyone's Because laughing. everybody's yeah. laughing, and nah. you're saying to yourself, I don't know why, but I'm not going to be the only one sitting here like a lump. I know. Looking like I don't get the joke. I don't get the joke, but I'm going to laugh anyway. My teeth are going yellow. My doctor said wear a brown tie. I told tie. my dentist my teeth oh. are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. There's something missing somewhere I there. It's not they, connecting. Yeah, <laughs> fake news. Maybe that's he, they missed They missed a line in the middle somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. What else is happening? Uh, if if Hall & Oates are playing with the band Train, who yeah. opens for home? Train. Train opens for Hall & Oates. Correct. Nah, I don't know. Hall & Oates are, are you way better me? than Train. Hall & Oates are not going to open for somebody. Yeah. Who are they going to open yeah. for? Even, Forty years from their peak. Hold on. Even Tears for Fears open for Hall and Oates. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Thank I, you. I, I don't know. No, you think when they're working up a concert, say, by the way, we want you to open up for it. You think Hall and Oates are going? We're not opening up for, for anybody. Train. Yeah. So you have Jimmy Buffett and the Eagles. That's really tough. Eagles open for Buffett. No, wait. No, no. Buffett, Buffett opens for Eagles. Buffett, 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 Buffett opens, opens for the Eagles. Eagles. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You think? Good point. Yes. 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 I'd be shocked if that's the case. Really? What? You want to yeah. bet? No, I don't want to bet. Talking about right. the Eagles. I know who you're talking about. Let's I don't see. think you do. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> you didn't get the joke. I don't think you know music. I don't know if Train opens for Hall & Oates or Hall & Oates opens for Train. Train opens for Hall & Oates. Right, yes. Pickman, or you want to bet I, on that? I, I agree with you on that. You've one. seen Hall and Oates. You're a fan of Hall and Oates. Of course, you think that Hall and Oates gets the prime They're spot on the bill. They're way better than Train. Well, that's your opinion because Drops you've seen Hall and Oates. my ass. Hall and Oates have equity. Oh, they have yeah. equity. It's Hall and Oates for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, but they're forty years past their peak. Says you. So we didn't talk about uh, anyway. IKEA. Oh, that's that's. Sad. Well, what about IKEA? And, and what's uh, that? Ingvar uh, Kamprad, who uh, was yeah, the founder of uh, IKEA. Yeah. Fascist. That's what they say. Yeah, apparently. Fascist. Yeah. So what's yeah. the sad part? He's dead. Oh. He died. Okay. He did. Yeah. The founder of Ikea, the guy who came up with the all this. The founder of Ikea, and everybody looks like, I don't love Ikea. I never have came. I'm, I'm, You've been there, right? Have you been there? No. I like oh it. Oh, my God. It's fabulous. My no. wife won't go. What? But I like Good for it. her. Why yeah. will she not go? I don't know. Cheap unfinished stuff that you have to put together yourself, and there's always unfinished by any means. Uh, no, 
That's how he made his mark by unfinished, oh, by unfinished stuff in a box. He put it in a box so everybody could so carry you put it, it away. Together. <laughs> and then he sold the song and dance like he's a frugal man that lived in a very small hut and only drove a used Volvo and blah blah blah. No, he's Swedish. No, 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 no. Everybody no. in Sweden drives a used Volvo. No, he drove a, drove a Porsche. <laughs> he had vineyards. Them. He had a big chalet in Switzerland. Oh, chalet. And, you know, come on. And he was a fascist. Not forever, but for a very long time. He was a follower of uh, of point. the Nazi party. Uh, point, I'm point, just point. saying. All right. Now that you know that, you're going to buy any well, Ikea no, stuff? I don't like Ikea stuff either. No. Well, his first <laughs> yeah. uh, employee was an Austrian Jew, though. Mm. Oh, oh, I changed my mind. I'll yeah. buy it again. Guilt. <laughs> boy. I'm from South Germany. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's passed away. Uh, that's just wrong. People are saying, no, it's train opens for Hulk. No, no, I mean, train notes are not opening for train. Uh, okay, well, tell that to this guy. I don't Where's know this the... concert taking place? The Amway. When? In the summer. You think Hall and Oates would open? Ooh. All right, Ooh, here's one. Well, they're not, not listed as train and Hall and Oates. They're listed as Hall and Oates and train. Yeah. Could be. The Ooh. first one is Hall and Oates. No, the first uh, one is the headliner. The first one? Yeah. Like... Hall and Oates. And train. Daryl Hall has always come before John Oates because he's a more important part of the duo. Oh, I don't oh that's no, true. no, 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 no. How dare you? That's not right. I mean, he's multi talented. Of course. What about Journey and Def Leppard? Oh, Def Leppard is the headliner. No, I thought Journey would be for sure. You're no. both right. What? Do <laughs> so they sing together? No, they're <laughs> splitting it. They How they alternate split? who the headliner is. Oh, they're on tour together show. and they're rotating headliner. I've been to a concert like that. Snoop but the Dog. one you go to is the, the the way it is. If you go to the one where Hall and Oates opens for Train, then you could say, "Oh my God, Hall and Oates open for Train!" But the next city they go to, it's flip flopped. Isn't one of uh, Journey's uh, guitar players married to uh, that uh, that preacher out in West Orange County? Yes. yes. Paula White or whatever yes, her name correct. is? Yep, yep, yep. Mm. I believe they're keyboardist. Uh-huh. That is correct. Points. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm I was shocked too. when I saw that Hall & Oates was... John Mellencamp, or no, okay. John Cougar and yeah. Hart. So, oh, I, don't, I, because, I say John Cougar because when he was John Cougar, and it was in the seventies when he was first breaking, he was opening for Heart. Yeah. Then his album made it giant. made it made it big, mm. and he he suggested to them that they switch headliners. Right. Oh. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. Ever since then, I, I believe they John... referred to him as the little prick. Oh my God! <laughs> well, that's harsh. Uh, but I do believe that he is the headliner when it comes to Heart and John Cougar. Uh, back, yeah, then, back then he wasn't. Hart was definitely a bigger deal. No, but deal if they were touring then. today, Hart would open for John Mellencamp. No question. What's the matter? I'm just thinking about it. You uh, said the founder of I'm IKEA. Sure of IKEA right. passed away. He did. He did. He's a dead. texter said his funeral is delayed. They're still looking for a couple of screws for the coffin. Oh, he got to a Thank you, Real Mobile. Oh, yeah. Don't give up that uh, day job. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. It's time once again for the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzi and Doug. Michael is with us. Douglas is here as well. Wanzi and Doug with Monday Movie Review on the Phillips File every Monday at this time. Hello, gentlemen. Doing very well. Is your mic on, Michael? 
Or can I hear you? I don't know. There, there we go. Oh, All right, everybody. Good. Let's go digital. Yeah. Christ almighty. Put a man on the moon and can't get a mic on in here. Down to the wire. Yeah. How you doing? How is everyone? Oh, very, very well. Very Seen a couple cool. of movies, as a matter of fact. So. What? Yes, I finally went to that movie theater where you can recline. Yes, I heard Holy you talking about the macro. I heard Last you. Week, yeah. Yeah. So what I do now is I save my pennies and I shot. buy one seat and then I buy each seat on each side <laughs> of me so nobody bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> but It did, costs me about $140. <laughs> are you really doing that? Yeah. <laughs> no, by the time you get no. some uh, right, some yeah. whoppers and yeah. some, po- I mean, <laughs> popcorn and a soda, yeah. they'll set you back 18 bucks. Do, do you agree with what I'm saying about how even though you have oh. more space, it feels strangely intimate with it's somebody not, it's, next to you? No, I saw yeah. one movie and, uh, you know, because I'm not working here Friday, so now Friday's a kind of movie day, so uh-huh. I went, you know, went by myself because of something that happened in the family. So I just needed some time, and I saw a movie, and then I told my wife, I said, this is the way to go. So then we went again on uh, Friday. Right. Saw The Darkest Hour, which I loved. What did mm-hmm. you see Friday? I saw The Post. Oh. Did you enjoy that? It was, I thought it was okay. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be. And now I thought it had it. Spielberg written all over it. I thought it was standard Spielberg. That's not a bad thing, is it? Story-driven. Yeah, some of it can be, you know, the, in the living room scene after all the papers, it, it just gets a little they Spielberg to me. They preachy. certainly did try and build that tension about that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, Hanks and, and Street by themselves are terrific. But then you throw some other scenes in there and it's, it was, no, it's not. Oh, it, but it didn't seem like real it. life or realistic to me, did the way not? that people actually speak and interacted with one another. Did you not think she was sort of I magnificent? Thought she was terrific. Yes. I thought she was terrific. Yeah. But she's terrific. I mean, tell Just me where she's not there. terrific. Well, I know, but I I still, I think it's one of her best performances. But ever. I thought, yeah, I, I thought so too, but I thought the movie was like, mm. and by the way, uh-huh. Robert McNamara did not have a part in his hair. Oh, you say that had a so part in his did hair. Did I make a bet with you about that? No, <laughs> but I'm just saying these, these kind of things drive me oh, right, crazy. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. You spend all this the money. Known person. You spend you know, thirty-five million dollars, maybe on a movie to put a movie together, and then you know nobody says, "Somebody please check to see Robert McNamara, the Secretary of Defense, how he right. combed his hair." What do you do with? How do you know? It was have straight a part? back. It was all oh, straight back. Oh, okay. Mm. I think they might have been going for this look. See how it's sort of parted, but swept? You know, look. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Natural I don't need that right. No, that's when he was with Ford Motor Company. Oh, I don't Anyway, know. so did you go? I don't know. Did you go to the movie? We, we did. did. What'd you see? Michael? Not the same movie. We didn't? No. I told you what to see. They had uh, already gone. Early. Well, what did Sorry. each of you see? I saw Lady Bird. Oh, I Lady Bird. See that. Okay, yeah. lots of talk about that. What'd you see, Michael? I saw one of the same actors in Lady Bird in... Um, Call me by your name. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. That's and one. I saw uh, Phantom Threads. Oh, that's good. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Well, let's talk. You saw both. Yes. Oh, okay. Too. Well, let's talk about. Uh, well, talk about uh, Call Me by My Name. Is that it? By your I, I name. Was, or? I wasn't here for two weeks. My my not coming in last week was the last minute call to have to be that's somewhere. Okay. That's yes. seen So you my do movie. one movie. You do a movie. Then we'll go back to All the right. so uh, Daniel Day Lewis movie. Daniel Day Lewis. Um, it was depressing. It was a lovely movie in many ways, but it so fell short of my 
expectations. Mm. I just it's it's superbly acted. It's an interesting, really quirky. This is a fashion designer in the what mid nineteen fifties? Is that right? Forties, uh, forties, I think. Yeah, and and I don't think um, British. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, you know, house of house of fashion right. places of uh, uh, mm. uh, French. They're in France, I think. Um, uh, but it's it's it, it's tediously slow in some places and just unnecessarily long. And I have no problem with a slow-paced film, slice of life. You know, when I'll sit in a movie theater for three and a half hours if you. But um, just yeah. It's actually so little happens. It's simply how obsessed this man is with his dress designs that he basically doesn't even see the people in them, and he doesn't want you to see the people right. in them. He wants you to see the dress, and he obsesses from morning till night slavishly over each single garment made for a specific um, person to the detriment of all of his personal relationships. That's basically what it's about. The trailer just makes it look like no one in it is happy at all. Uh, yeah, I got that impression too. Mm-hmm. I heard an interview with the director, and the director essentially said, "I think he's directed Daniel Day Lewis and some other f- films." But one of the things he liked about this movie was Daniel Day Lewis being put in clothes that shows how gorgeous he is, how handsome he is. Oh, because he says Daniel Day Lewis dressing the ragamuffin and well know, knows but... how to carry, you know. Fine clothing, men's clothing. Which, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, but, but that, that does not a movie, a movie make. Yeah, they can carry a movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, running through the woods, you know, when as to the Mohicans. I mean, no, I mean, very, even my heart fluttered a little bit. This is his last <laughs> film. That's right. He's already said. So he so. says, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. well, yeah. so I, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't rush out to see it. I really wouldn't. Really. really? A nice, I think most people would be bored by it. I, I do. The looking, average moviegoer yep, would absolute, be bored. Absolutely, and I say that about a lot of movies that I absolutely love, and and then give a lot of pink triangles to. I just this one just was. It became laborious for. Was me. it a, a period piece because it was about such a very narrow slice of life? Is that what it was, or it, it was the the pace is, is the pace killed me. Oh. It just it's dragging doesn't move oh. along uh-huh. and. And it's not like, like there's not any real need for it, you know. It's, it's, the Academy Award winner potential in this from this movie. Have, yeah, I I would I would think that you could give uh, an award nod to at least three people in it, including Daniel Day Lewis. But 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 it, the movie itself is just there's not much. All right, there. How many uh, pink triangles for? What is it? Phantom, Phantom Thread. Yeah. Phantom Thread. I know it's not. I'll get. You'll get emails, but I'm gonna say three. Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Three almost triangle. You know, still. It's solid. like go see it, check it well, out. Well, because it's it's everyone in it is absolutely marvelous, but just drags. Yeah. The story, the pacing, it drags. Yeah. Douglas, again, you saw what Lady Bird? I saw Lady Bird. Oh, what do you think? I, see that. I enjoyed it, not as much as I thought I was going to. See, I, I saw the coming attractions. And I said this is a movie I don't want to see. It's yeah. been so hyped up to me by friends who have seen it that I just think I was a little disappointed when I saw it. It's a kind of coming of age story about this yeah. young girl in Sacramento, who is. Um, lower middle class growing up with everybody else around her with more money basically mm-hmm. than she has in her, her her family which is something I kind of know a little bit about but um and so but uh, it just kind of she just wants to get out of Sacramento and it's quirky and it's funny and it's and she's the, off to college and it's a relationship and, yeah, really right it's her and her mother, mother. it's a it's yeah. a story yeah, about Laurie her Metcalf and, is that her name is Metcalf, the movie? Who's how is she fantastic in it yeah 
She's amazing. I've seen her a couple times on Broadway, and she's been she stellar. Is not, she does not get the recognition as a serious actress that she deserves. She is gotten, amazing. She's, uh, Tony's, but yeah, she and now she in this. She, it's a it's a it's a meaty role, but she underplays it. And she was the sister on Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Very very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's between her and Allison Janney. I think she might actually Allison Janney once ev- has won everything up until now, but I think she might take it at the Oscars. So it just really? didn't Matt quite. Cow. Sometimes you hear, I mean, that was like uh, the yeah. post. I, I mean, mean it, so, and that's the way it was yeah. with me. I go in with high expectations, it's especially of, certainly with the actors, and it just didn't. It's mm. kind of a lovely little movie about a coming-of-age story about this little girl, but it's not the be-all, end-all movie that people are making it out to See, be. See, I think they could have made the post and just had a movie with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks and maybe a couple <laughs> couple of other characters, mm. and then every once in a while show the printing, the old type, linotype and those guys. And had a great movie. Were you comparing it to All the President's Which Men? I did find that. I did to a degree. I think, uh, and All the President's mm. Men had a uh, it had a a feel to it. Yes, it's good. that this movie it gritty to me it did what? not it it did not have that grittiness. Because mm-hmm. it does cover some of the same. I time thought it was period interesting to see how the machinery works. How the I would have liked to have yeah. seen more of that yeah. a little bit, just yeah. as. Yeah, it just all of a sudden just kind of came at the end where you see yeah. the linotype and the mm-hmm. hot lead and you know that's the way the papers right. used to be produced. That big old stupid lawyer. What? I like him in it. Remember Which the one? <laughs> the one that was in Breaking <laughs> Bad? Yeah, he's kind of goofy. Where he, I don't, I didn't watch Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, he's in Breaking Bad. And so is uh, yeah, Bob Odenkirk, who there, plays one yeah. of the reporters in the Post. And he's just going, "No, you, you can't do that." <laughs> yeah. Him. Anyway, all right. So, uh, Lady Bird, what do you think? Three, three, oh, also okay. three. All right. Again, maybe okay. three and a half. Moving what? on to right, three and a quarter. Right down. I'm writing it a quarter. Yeah. Call yeah. me by your name. Okay. What I've is this already about? reviewed it. Incredibly hyped mm-hmm. up. You did? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, we were here. I, I couldn't have been here. No, I, I think no. you were. No. I don't Oops. think Michael was here. It was a couple of weeks ago. Well, I wasn't here. Oh, you weren't here. Yeah. <laughs> Call me by your name. <laughs> um, I, well, I. I I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. I just loved every second of it. It's about it's uh, it's simply a love story. It's 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 a seventeen year old Italian boy who lives with a very aristocratic uh, family who's vacationing uh, for the summer in Italy. Contemporary, and, and, um, or set? it's set specifically in nine in the in the nineteen eighties. Okay, I guess because that's when the book. Uh, was set in right. and and the the feelings about homosexuality and whatnot were so different then that it's important i think to keep it in that time but um a a a uh, a student comes for uh a, a work course with the professor and ends up living in the house with a 17 year old boy and they fall in love and it's the 17 year old's first love and his first right. sexual encounter with a man and whatnot and it's it's really that simple a story I'm told in just such a gorgeous way with gorgeous settings. Who's it, in this movie that we should be aware of? Anybody? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Okay. And the young boy is who's actually 23 year old, 23 years old, and who's also in the movie you just reviewed, Lady um, Bird. Lady yes. Bird. His name is Timothy, spelled funny, uh, Shamalot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's getting right. a lot of Oscar. He I mean, he's is. Nominated. He's utterly amazing. Amazing the range of emotions this kid just with his face goes through and just facially without saying a damn word is a study in acting in and of itself. 
It's a gorgeous film. There's a three-minute scene at the end where they just show his face. It's at least three minutes. And it's, that scene with the well, father the at the end. The, 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 there's a, a, a speech that the father gives this kid at the end of the film that basically is telling him, you gotta, you gotta let yourself feel what you're feeling. Cause I won't tell you what it's about. Right. But he says, he says, you otherwise, because your heart only has so much, and and and, to, and, and each time you don't let it, you have less the next time around. And he's like, so nice. it's okay. You have to, you have to be angry. You have to grieve, and then, then only then can you remember and and embrace the joy that you had. And so the final scene of this movie is is the kid has a something happens that it provides a turning point and he kneels down in front of the fireplace and he's just staring at the flames and the point of view of the camera is over the flames at his face and while the final credits roll all you do is sit there for minutes watching his face hmm. and you see in his face his, his his start to let go of his resistance then you see him get angry then you see him get very angry then you see him grieve and then you see him start to fondly remember and then you see joy in wow. his face it's amazing how many pink triangles for call me by your name five five no, yes. no, that's a classic you're saying it's a classic it is Doug gave it three just so you know right michael liked it way more than oh, i did i loved it what uh, i got about 30 seconds what didn't you like about it I why just, didn't you i don't know i just didn't feel the love and i expected more i don't know I have, I'm, I have cold heart, Jim. <laughs> well, I, I, I enjoyed it more than Brokeback Mountain. Can I tell you what I think? You don't like Brokeback Mountain? I did not like Brokeback Mountain. Oh, uh, let me talk about that when we return. What? I want to talk about the beard you're growing as well, Michael. Plenty of oh, other things as well. Okay. It's Wednesday, Doug with Monday Movie Review on Real Radio 104.1. Back to Monday movie review with Wanzi and Doug. Uh, they remo- re- reviewed the movie Phantom Thread with Daniel Day-Lewis. That uh, was uh, Three Pink Triangles, Lady Bird 3, and Call Me By Your Name. Michael gave that five pink triangles. Douglas gave whoa, that three whoa. in an earlier that review. That is very generous. Just saying. I, I don't think it's out of whack with what the what the critics are saying now that I've... Have, Doug, have, this yeah. critic said three. I have well, friends who have watched that, it four but, or five times. But Did you, you ever see the Florida Project? I can't remember. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. The one about the I poor people you, who yeah. live by no. Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I tend the to agree more with your friends than with, the, uh-huh. than with the press. Jeff Horn. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might not go. Might not review it quite as badly as you did, but. Didn't he say it was one of the worst I, movies he ever saw? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. But he works in that industry. So. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Not uh, the industry of, of housing uh, people in motels as families. This but, is not making. No. It could have been a great movie. But, I mean, they only spent $2 million on it, I think, mm-hmm. or something. But there's this a seven-year-old girl who got an award. She got the SAG oh, for supporting yeah. actress. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I like the beard. I've never seen you with a beard in all these years. Facial hair. He hates it. I like it. I do like it. So handsome on you. No, I don't. I think every person on the planet could tell Michael they liked him with a beard and he would shave it. Oh, Michael. Do you not think that other people can see you as you, well, maybe as you see you. You're not crazy about beards anyway. You never liked it when I I grew one. Yeah, I don't care for facial hair at all. 
but I don't. It's not. I don't particularly care for the look of it, and I, this I is, hate the way it feels. This is for your role for the play you're in in Dubuque. That's correct. Mm-hmm. The man who came to dinner. I'm playing Sheridan Whitehead. And how long are you going to be gone? Tell me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't have that much time. What is this play all about? I'm not familiar with a lot of plays. He's a. Um, <laughs> my friend Zach Lane asked me the other day, "What's your character like?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. He's just sort of a a raconteur, and he's okay. a, a wit, and he he's he reviews um, the arts, and he's got he's." on the radio and um he writes guest columns for different publications and he goes so he's you (laughs) so the name of this play is what the man who came to dinner so he's this nationally known person gotcha and uh he's he's on a book to a lecture tour in a small town in ohio Mm -hmm. he he breaks with tradition and accepts uh, a dinner invitation at someone's home as he's leaving he slips and falls breaks his hip and he's bound to this house but it's holiday time and he's got all of his great friends from all over the world who always come to see him send him extravagant gifts he's got a a broadcast to do for christmas eve and one for new year's eve so they're going to do him from the house he just takes over these people's house and makes their life Mm, okay Is you know your Betty Davis play like that? Mm. Betty Davis played the his secretary in the film version. No, isn't there a Betty Davis play like that? A Betty Davis play where she, Betty Davis goes to say it's a oh, house. Oh, she goes to say yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah and gets yeah, stuck there. Okay, yeah. So how long is this play? You know all your lines already? Uh, no, I'm studying every day. All day, yeah. but um, it's going to be different for me because they start at rehearsal two weeks ago. So I'm joining oh, them just three and a half weeks oh. into the rehearsal process, and I come two days before you're expected to be off book. Jeez. So I normally, I normally don't learn my scripts by studying them as much as I just have the ability to retain them from doing them in rehearsal. So this is very odd for me. So we'll see. Mm. You tie your lines to blocking. To blocking, but in this case, and it's stuff, not going to yeah. be a lot of blocking because he's in a wheelchair. He just sort of. Sits I don't know what that. I'm not in the middle of the terribly. Room. I mean, I think I know what blocking is. Is that your, your place on the stage? Yes. Yeah, and and by talking to other people, you learn your lines. and what your action is. So Rather you know, than, like no I kidding. may I may not I may not I may not readily know my next line, but I know I'm supposed to go over to the telephone, and that reminds me what my line is. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know yeah. because in retirement, I'm right? Of course, West, of course. You know. We okay. had a, we had a friend, Paul Wegman, who to wait tables at least, who knew where the page turned. On um, what? Yeah. Oh, that's how he visualized mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Could tell where. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I, that would if 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 they change the script in the middle of rehearsal and then give you another one uh-huh. and the and the the lines fall it screws There's me up something about totally it, yeah. screws me up because in my mind yeah I, yeah, sure. yeah douglas what are you up to james how you, well, hold on how long are you going to be in dubuque a month i'll be back congratulations on, i'll be back uh i fly back in late in the afternoon on monday the 5th of march so like a dubuque bugle or something that we can read the reviews I would imagine so. They've got a they've got a, um, yes. a, a press thing planned for me already for the day I arrive. I mean, it's so not it's a Hamlet. Dubuque's not a you mm-hmm. know. No, and it's a six hundred seat opera house that I'm performing in. The, the Grand. That's impressive. Part, so. It's, it's the Dubuque be, Daily News, just so you know. There you uh, go. Okay. But, well, we'll uh, check out the reviews. Anyway, everything that comes out of the man's mouth is completely acidic and derogatory and mm. biting. And, and, well, that's and, not Casting and, is excellent. And then well, eventually yeah. the soft side of him comes out and he turns out to be okay. But it's constantly people are calling him on the phone and like, I'll do a line for you, okay? Right. That's, sure. That's, this one's not biting, but you just want me to throw a line at no, you no, first? No, 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 no
It's Walt Disney. He calls me every year at this time. Walt, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for calling. And don't worry about Fantasia, Walt. It wasn't your fault. Beethoven hasn't written a hit in years. I was pretty good, though, wasn't I? Oh, was thank you. Of course you. Go right back I mean, look how beautiful you were. It's all it's just, oh, my God. It's just the natural flow. <laughs> Douglas, what are you up to? James, this Saturday, and there's still just a few tickets left, I'm hosting with Scott Maxwell the Trash to Trends <sighs> fashion right. show oh. out at SeaWorld. People were confused, thinking you had to go to SeaWorld to do it. No, it's in their port call their big uh, room that they have. And you don't have to pay to be in the park to go to and it. And you don't and have to trade through amazing. the park amazing. Yeah, to it. No, it's right in the front there. You park. Parking is easy because it's when everybody's leaving the park. And uh, it's just a great, great, fun, fun, okay kind of event. But it's affordable for the average person. That's what I love about it. And yes. you get tremendous bang for your buck. It is one of the most fun fundraisers of the year. And I think you can go for like as little as 40 bucks, right? Yeah, and yeah. SeaWorld donates the catering and yeah. it's just fantastic. I know Maxwell and loves it as well. Big bar. Yeah, we have a great, great it's a time. Great, it's fun, fun, and fun. And they fun. do a great job. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. And good some of them out. are just breathtaking. I mean, people ooh and ah as they come out and it's it's mm. amazing. Hey, you got some trivia, trivia for us? Trivia Hamburger Mary's is every Wednesday and here's some questions for oh, you. Okay. All hands on deck. Jack. What? Jack. Just practicing. Small countries. What country with an area of only 275 square miles has four official languages? English, Tamil, Chinese, and Malay. Jack, Mongolia. No. Jim, that is... It's a country? It's a country. Small little, small country. Wansi, Pango, Pango. No. Moira, <laughs> Laos. No. Oh. I, I don't know. Singapore. Oh. Oh. What's the only English-speaking country in the Mediterranean? They do have their own language, but... Wansi, Monaco. No. Oh. In the Mediterranean. Ooh. They speak French. Oh. In, in fact, it's right in the middle of the Mediterranean. But in fact, that is, uh, oh. that would be, uh, wouldn't be Malta. It is Malta. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh. No, no points. He said it wouldn't be. He oh, ruled that no, one I'm out. Sorry. No it's points. anything but points. Authors. What childless author of children's books coined the slogan, <laughs> you have them, I'll amuse them? Uh, Wanzi, Theodore Giesel. Jack, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss well, is correct. Well, so, right for both of you. So I was correct as what well. What author did not write her wildly successful books about her childhood until she was in her 60s? Moira, Judy Bloom. No. Wanzi, Pippi Longstock. No. Jack, Nancy Drew. Uh, no. Uh, author, author. Oh, wait. How about uh, Moira, J.K. Rowling? No. Who is it? Laura Ingalls Wilder. Oh. oh, right. Little House. The yeah. name of what popular book? Beer brand founded in 1897 is a reference to the 20th century. Hmm. Pink um, man. Geez, we're on fire today, aren't we? Wait, Pink, Pink man. Pink man. Guinness. No. Jack, uh, high life. No. High life. Oh. <laughs> in 1897. We don't know. Wants a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Dose Oh, that's a good one. A couple you know. of more. What <laughs> river runs through Amsterdam? Beer is the category. Oh. What my, my Wanzi, oh, Amstel. Yes. Amstel is correct. Very good. Oh. Of the top ten tallest buildings in the world, five are located in what Asian country? Wanzi. D- with Jack, Dubai, Malaysia. Uh, no, United uh, Arab Emirates. Emirates. It's Asian. Asian. Jim, what, in Tokyo. What, oh. In what Asian country? No. Beijing. Beijing. No, no. China. China. I'll tell you. China. 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 Go what? gay, gay, gay. <laughs> Gay, gay, gay. There's only two. In 1955, what musical used the vast cornfields of Arizona Jim, for location that is footage? Oklahoma. Instead of Oklahoma. That's correct. What is RuPaul's last name? Oh. That would be Jones. No. 
Wansey Washington. No. Brother. Jack Paul? No. What is it? <laughs> RuPaul is his real first name, and Charles is his last name. RuPaul Charles. Oh. Right. Hey, good luck, you. and, uh, you know, or whatever you're supposed to say. You. Thank you. Okay. Come to the Parliament House tomorrow. Uh, big send-off. Big send-off. Happy hour send-off for yeah. Michael. All right. Congratulations. Thanks for having us. Good luck. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Douglas. She'll be back with us, I hope, um, next Monday. The next five weeks by myself. Oh, flying boy, solo. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for Monday Movie Review. This has been the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzi and Doug. Time for a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Waffle House customer went to jail after he freaked out demanding barbecue sauce. I guess he wanted his hash browns smothered, covered, and barbecued. Next, four French Quarter strip clubs have been stripped, no pun intended, of their liquor licenses. To be fair, you could walk less than a block away and down a few hurricanes and come back. Finally, a woman got the word vegan tattooed on her face. Jeez. They really have to let everyone know they're vegan, huh? Headlines were brought to you by the Josh Pinkman blog. Go there to see the ghost sink that we have in the Real Radio compound at realradio.fm keyword Pinkman. And transmission. Want to play a game? Call now for closest to the pin. 407-916-1041. From and now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Thanks to Wansi and Doug for Monday Movie Review. Time to move on to that regular round of closest to the pin. I will be playing against John. Ray is the backup. I'll head to the soundproof booth. Mr. Pinkman, what is the prize today? It's a good one today. It's a pair of tickets to the Can-Am Duel on Thursday, February 15th at the Daytona International Speedway. Speed Weeks 2018 kicks off the NASCAR season with seven races spread over nine action-packed days. You can get your seats today at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or call 1-800-PIT-SHOP for more info. Exciting times over oh, at yeah. the track as we get ready for the races. All right, let's get our player John on board. Yay. Hello, John. Ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you know what's happening this Sunday, John? The Super Bowl. Oh, dude, you nailed it. You are ready to play because the category sent to us by Mark Quinn Dynasty versus underdog, whatever. Super Bowl 52. Oh, boy. Interesting facts about the Patriots and the Eagles. Just so you know, Mark Quinn is a huge Eagles fan. Okay, are you ready to what? go, John? Yep, let's go. Okay, we're going to reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. The Patriots were not the first Pro Bowl team in Massachusetts. Their first. Th- oh, let's start this over for you. Uh, I even pre-read these this time. Patriots not the first. Okay, ready? In three, two, one. The Patriots were not the first pro football team in Massachusetts. First, there were the Boston Bulldogs. What year were the Bulldogs founded? 1952. Legendary Raiders defensive end Howie Long's son, Chris, is a defensive end with the Eagles. How old is Chris Long? 
1990 was not a good year for the Pats. How many losses did they have? 11. Tom Brady was not a superstar in college, but he also played baseball. The Montreal Expos actually drafted him as a catcher. What year was that? 1997. The Eagles' first Super Bowl appearance was a 27 to 10 loss to the Raiders. What year did that occur? 1971. Time. All right. Good job. Put you on hold. Record his time right there. They were oh a, yeah. It wasn't a Pro Bowl team. It was a Pro Football team. Nah, Pro. Blah, 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 blah. It's all right. Uh, what's the difference? Well, I was thinking about how it changed the meaning of the question as I continued and realized... You I, better start over. I got to pull a U-turn here. <laughs> you know yeah. those moments? Like, do, like, I'm going, it's like, you know, I think it would be best if I just pull the car over, make the U-turn, and go back the way you're supposed start to Start over. Handled it masterfully. How you doing, Jim? Fine. Category submitted by Mark Quinn, Big Eagles fan. Okay. What does that mean to us? I don't know. What does it mean to what us? What does it mean to us? Worst fans in the world. Yep. Oh, well, come on. But it also means we probably have a Super Bowl-related category for oh, you today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Super Sunday, just six days away. Interesting facts about the Patriots and the Eagles yeah. in Dynasty versus Underdog, whatever, Super Bowl 52. Are you ready to play? Sure. Going to reset the clock for you, see if you can recover from a horrible start to the year for you in this game. All right. Wondering what? if you could ever pull out of this nosedive that you're in. All right. And we a great go record. Three, what? two, one. The Patriots were not the first pro football team in Massachusetts. First, there were the Boston Bulldogs. What year were the Bulldogs founded? Oh, that was 1932. Legendary Raiders defensive end Howie Long's son, Chris Long, is a defensive end with the Eagles. How old is Chris? He's 26. 1990 was not a good year for the Pats. How many losses did they have? 10. Tom Brady was not a superstar in college, but he also played baseball. The Montreal Expos actually drafted him as a catcher. What year was that? Uh, it's 1997. The Eagles' first Super Bowl appearance was a 27-10 loss to the Raiders. <laughs> what year did that occur? Uh, that was uh, 1987. Time. time. Oh, got your time. I'm going to add five seconds to your time as a handicap. How about four? Nine. Four more? How about... All right, so nine? No, okay. just no, not four more. Nine. No. We're okay. changing the rules now? Uh, we're going to go with five. All right. Okay. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that car only goes in one direction. No U-turns allowed. Uh, Dynasty versus Underdog. Thanks to Marky Quinn for the category. Enjoy your Super Bowl this Sunday. Right in the wheelhouse there, Marky. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Football, Jim. Everybody mm-hmm. likes football. I'll remember you. Uh, how could you not have a Super Bowl-related category? Of course. Easy. Yeah. Nope. You just don't. <laughs> can you write on a piece of paper all the approved list of categories that we can... Put I'll out. take a shot and you know, give it a fair shot. I, That's you know, all you can do. What are you going to do? That's right. Do your best. I don't even know if I want to watch this game. I'm not watching this year. Oh, I I'm watching. Mo never watches. Uh, actually, Mo watches <laughs> the ceiling. just not the jazz about it. Mm-mm. No. I have been invited. Right. I The person I normally go to a party, uh-huh. the party has been canceled. And so that's the only reason that I was watching, and now I'm not watching. Do you know what I mean? Canceled. Uh, we know nope. what you mean. Party's yeah. been canceled. How is yeah. it canceled? They had a whole year to print. No, nah, they're not doing it. 
So right. just saying, they're not doing it, and so we're not yeah, going. Look at the bright side. Then you have to make that sheet cake that looks like the gridiron. Yeah. No, we make what things in a blanket. There you go. Yeah, that was, that's our contribution to the party, pigs in a blanket. But yeah. now we don't have to make it. A Jewish delicacy. It's fabulous. <laughs> Jim, the what's this team? The New England Patriots. Mm, yeah. They play mm. in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Not the first pro ball football team in Massachusetts. Uh, first, you had the Boston Bulldogs. What year for them? John said fifty-two. Nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. And Jim Phillips thirty-two. Nineteen twenty-nine. Oh, almost, puppy. Oh. This man, the same year. Then they became oh, the Boston okay. Redskins for five years. So. Redskins. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to last too long either. Why? <laughs> well, because Chief Wahoo Redskins. You know, all of those Native it's a American different time. That's you know, people yeah. were into that. Chief Wahoo. Yeah, they probably could have could have gotten away with the Boston. But didn't. Am I right? I'm saying. Howie Long? <laughs> Hell, that'd be, a, that'd be a damn team I'd follow. Tell you what. Mm-hmm. Oh, long time uh, legendary Raiders defensive end Howie Long. His son plays pro ball. His name is Chris. He's a defensive end with the Eagles. How old is he? Yeah. John said. You guys were close. John said 29. Jim said 26. The answer, 32. John mm. gets oh, a point. John. It up. It's all tied. Yeah. Johnny, John, John. Mm-hmm. Chris Long. D- donated his in 2017 Eagles salary to charity, a different one each week. Isn't that nice? How about that? Uh, 1990, not a good year for the Pats. Um, oh, they have since found some success. I would say. Yeah. How many losses uh, did they have in that one year? Uh-huh. John you guys said. guys were neck and neck on this one. John said 11. Jim said 10. Answer 15. John oh, gets oh, 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 on. Just Two one to go. win. Come on, Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come back, kid. Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, Tom Brady. Not um, a not a superstar in college, but he did play baseball, was drafted by the Montreal Expos, chose football instead at the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. He was ranked seventh as quarterback at the University of Michigan, by Go the way. Blue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Never played. Uh oh. What year drafted by the Expos? John said. They both said ninety seven. Uh, Answered nineteen ninety five. They each get a point. It's However, three to two. John is still edging out Jim. Come on, Jimmy. Come on. We baby. get down to this. Come on, you can do it. You I remember it. it like it was yesterday. How do you remember it? I was watching on the living room floor, my sister next to me. Mm-hmm. Every time the Raiders would score, I would yell the thrill of victory. Mm-hmm. And then they'd show the Eagles, I'd say, the agony of defeat. Oh, boy. The Eagles' first Super Bowl appearance, Ron Jaworski mm-hmm. led the Eagles, but they could not get past the Raiders. I'm running out of time here. <laughs> what year did the Raiders beat the Eagles in that Super Bowl? John said. 71. Jim. 87. 19. 81. Jim is closer. Jim ties the game. We go to the clock. John answered. Okay. In 56.4 seconds, Jim's adjusted time with five-second handicap. 51.6 seconds. Jim wins on time. There you go. Thank you very much. Sorry about that, John. Ray, you pick up the prize on once again. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. Oh. I will win. I can't lose. Remember, Oof. close only Oof. counts in horseshoes, Oof-a. hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Oh, my yeah. win. You sneak through that one. To even challenge me. Sweet redemption. Nope. Yeah, pretty good. You snuck through on that one, Bob. Yeah, I won. Mm-hmm. That's all it counts. It was Binary. Right. You win, you lose. It's a zero-something game. Mm. Okay. That's the way I look at it. Me and the president. Mm-hmm. 
I remember the Eagles in that 81 Super Bowl had a little yellow sticker on the back of their helmets. What did it say? You know why? Uh-uh. It was for the hostages in Iran. Oh, oh the hostages. <laughs> See that uh, story out of South uh, Florida down in Miami where they put handcuffs on, what is he, an eight-year-old? Seven-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess he got into a, some kind of fracas with one of his teachers. She claims that they, he, he kept hitting her in the back. Something what? happened. It was what? a food fight or something. Oh, and uh, so he started hitting her on the back, and then I guess they tumbled to the ground, and she claims that he pulled her hair. They called the cops. The cops put this seven-year-old in handcuffs. They get video of it. That's just wrong. Yeah, there's no reason to put a seven-year-old in handcuffs, is no. there? They have to get control of a situation. You can't get control of a seven-year-old with any other way? It was a tough one. Okay. Is it what? Hold him down? He's seven. Yes. No, when you're you can't escorting, him, with him. escorting him to the squad car to have a seven-year-old. That's, it's not good optics. Optically, no. yeah, it's mm-hmm. not going to turn out well. It's for his own safety his hands were restrained. As a matter of fact, I think it would be bad for his safety to have a seven-year-old's hands restrained. No reason for that. I disagree. Ah! Well, what age would you? Five? Is that okay, or, kindergarten? Sure. I'll tase them too. Depends on their weight. <laughs> no. Yeah, none of this is correct. Yeah, you yeah. got a pepper spray him for a while. Yeah, oh, you put him in the back seat, give him a little wood shampoo before you take him to juvenile court. No, uh, hit him in oh, the knee once. God. Exactly. Take him down, you know, put him under the hot lights. Break nope. out the telephone book, smack him around a little bit. No one's suggesting torture, it's just restraint. Yeah, we don't do that here. That's just wrong. Why? Because we don't do capital fun. Because, you know, because, because, no. because, because it's a seven-year-old. He's seven. Yeah, cor- yeah but okay, so... Police he's don't unrolling. hit kids, you know, or whatever. No I mean, one's uh, talking about hitting him. He's, oh. not, he's not out of control. Well, I thought... No, he was out of control and they called the police. He uh-huh. wasn't He wasn't scurrying around, you know, like a monkey in the gymnasium. And they had to put him under control because mm-hmm. that's the only way they can put him in the squad car. He was under control. They just decided to put him in handcuffs. It's not going to end well one way or the other. So you don't put him in handcuffs. He grabs a stun gun from a cop and... Oh my God! Teacher. Let's not really Suddenly make a it's production like, why about Why didn't you have him restrained? Well, that's a hypothetical, and you don't know that would happen. So why not just give him? Why a, run the risk? Why just give him a tranquilizer and knock him out? Then then he can't do anything. I think that handcuffs is a milder form of restraint. I think you start mild and work up from there. Yeah, why don't you put some uh, duct tape over his mouth too, so he can't say anything? You don't do that to a seven-year-old. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Let's see what else is happening. We talked about that. Chief Wahoo, yeah. no longer the uh, emblem for the uh, Cleveland Indians in another season or two. What else do we have? Andrew McCabe, the deputy director of the FBI, he's resigned. The president apparently called him a loser. <clears throat> or say, oh, uh, call, uh, ask your wife how it feels to be a loser. That's classy. <laughs> That's very classy, isn't it? That's that was the, the president of the United yeah. States who will be addressing the nation, or really a joint session of Congress tomorrow, giving his State of the Union speech. They have a bet with Pinkman, what, that at least one member of Congress will stand up and leave during the speech? Oh, did we make that bet? I'll make the bet. Well... You proposed a bet, but I don't think anybody talked. All right, I'll make a bet that at least one member of Congress, a congressman, member of the House of Representatives. Right. Not the Senate. <laughs> well, either it'll be some form of, let's say, will we'll exhibit uh, or engage in some form of protest, whether it's to stand and leave or to stand and turn his or her back on the president during the State of the Union. Deal. 
One dollar? One dollar. Wait, okay. not Senate? Just Congress. No, the Senator won't do it. So protest in one way, either stand up, but leave, turn the their house. back. Yeah. Okay, turn their back. Um, okay, so Pinkman, you took a dollar? Yes. All right. Got yeah. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Didn't on. they Baker Act that seven-year-old? <laughs> I believe they did. Put him in a, what is it, a, what's that thing called? A, no, that's a straight, straight jacket, jacket, but the straight Baker jacket. Act is, you know... Keeping him for observation. Yeah, Baker Act is usually reserved for people who are quite mentally unstable. That's another or, question about whether a seven-year-old can be Baker Acted. The concern that he is a danger to himself. Well, Were his parents called? Yeah. Would it have mattered if it was a girl versus a boy? A seven-year-old little girl or a, a seven-year-old little boy? I make the claim there would be a difference, yes. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with that. Baker acted. I think the parents need, if there's some kind of mental health issue, the parents need to make that call first of all. But I, I, I find it uh, there's there's a supreme lack of control from the police if that's their only option. You know, I, I don't think they ought to be tasing a kid. You know, no one tased him. Okay, you keep, correct. You keep exaggerating the situation. Well, I think that their their response was exaggerated. The on, question on. is whether you think it's proper for the police to put a seven year old in handcuffs. I don't think so. Nope. I don't think there's any reason. I I can't see of any reason why a seven year old in a school uh, should be taken and escorted to a police car in handcuffs. Did they call the? Where are the parents in all of this? I'm sorry. What was? I don't the, know. I, I, don't, I don't know the time frame. The parents were contacted, <laughs> and um, yeah, the video of him in handcuffs was recorded by his mom. Okay, so they're escorting him apparently from the uh, principal's office to the squad car. I'm not sure that's great police work. I, I I'm sorry. Well, I mean, police have to worry about optics as well. I mean, that just goes along with the territory, you know. The uh, and I would imagine, I think most people and maybe most parents would say this is. I don't think most parents would approve of their child being escorted to a squad car in handcuffs. Were the parents cooperative in trying to to get the kid under control? Yeah, I don't know. Was it his first? Was it the first time he did this? I have no idea. I just don't think it's a good idea to. I mean, who makes that call? So what do you so what do you say? The principal says, "Well, this is the seventh time he's done it. There's no indication that anything like this has been done." So when do you decide to put handcuffs on him? When they can, if they can't get this kid under control, he's under control. Well, what do you mean? He's, how, how would you? But say? He's, been, walk, he's well. being escorted to the to the police car. Did he try to run off? There's no indication that he tried to run off. There's no indication that he tried to attack a police officer. There's no indication that when he was in the principal's office that he, he jumped on the principal's or, yeah. desk and started throwing things around. He was under. He was sooner or later he was under control where he could be escorted and 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 the police called. Maybe when if, the police came, they said, "Okay, he's a seven year old. He has a certain understanding about authority, and he and he cooperates." I yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's more to it. If the mother was there. Mm-hmm. Why could she just not take the child into her own custody and remove him? Is he, you know, he got I, Baker acted. So that's the point. They I decide, you can't just automatically Baker act no, somebody. You can't just come along and say, I'm a police officer. And I'm gonna, I don't think you're, don't think uh, well, so as Stephen Kramer, when he comes in, mm-hmm. I don't think the police have the authority at a moment's notice to say, well, I'm Baker acting this individual. Mm-hmm. 
He might have been Baker acted quite possibly after he was taken into juvenile court. I'm not sure. I don't know his background. I just optical. I just don't think it looks good. I don't think anybody comes out a winner here. And uh, there's no indication that he was out of control after this incident with the teacher. As a matter of fact, I think other reports say he's a pretty well-behaved kid. There had been any other, uh, from what I can gather from the story, there's been no other, you know, reports of him, you know, losing control, whether with other students or with teachers or administrative personnel. Police departments, you're not going to come out ahead when you got a seven-year-old in handcuffs. It's you're just not going to. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win one thousand dollars is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. We want to get it on because we don't get along. Philip's file for a Monday. Every Monday at this time, Stephen Kramer, attorney of law. Kramer Law Firm, one firm for life. Stops by. We talk about various things, including the law. And uh, how are you, counselor? I'm all right. Your hair's a little mussed up. Mm, yeah, it's a tough day. Tough day for me. <laughs> really? Yeah. A it tough is. hair day? Or no, just it's just a tough day for me. Day. Looks like you just got out of the sack. Oh, my gosh. Is that? Been... Really? Is that appropriate? Is that why you're running late? No, no, no. I mean, my office, uh, my office flooded last night, so that was oh, interesting. They're no. redoing the roof, and the roofing company was Your supposed old to office seal it. A new one, my, the one that I'm working out of. Mm. So my my current office. Um, so that was uh, made for an interesting day because there was giant fans in there. You know, <laughs> like sounds like humidifiers. A, sounds like one of those like you go to the science center and they got that room you step into for hurricane. Right. It kind of feels and sounds like that, and then. My uh, my mom passed away oh. on January 29th, and it is always a really, really tough day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's been nine years, and it's still tough. Do you want to go home? No, I'm, I'm okay. Rather I keep understand. Busy. Yeah, but yeah. it's always a weird day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, there's been some years where I forgot about it until the day of, and then the, at the end of the day, I go, "Why was today such a tough day?" Yeah. Oh, and then I is. remember. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll spend uh, 25 or so minutes taking your mind off of that kind I of like stuff. that. That's a good How's idea. I think that's a very good idea. All right. Well, you've been watching anything? I always love to talk to you about movies and TV shows. And but, uh, you, you start I think... watching the uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I have not yet. Oh, it's good. See, I've got to finish a one couple that I'm and I are agreeing on today. Uh, Jack good. was telling Jack, actually, he Jack feels strongly enough. He stopped me in the lobby of the building one day in the morning when I was coming out a couple weeks ago and told me, you got to watch this show. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I've got to finish up a couple first. I don't want to jump around. Like, what, what are you trying to finish up? You know, yeah, sometimes you, you can stop something, just try something that might be better. So no, what are you no, watching? this is too good to stop, Jim. It's mm. too good. What is it? Doctor Who. It's The Crown. Oh, that I want to see. I know you've, you're so dismissive of it. You're shaking your head at me. It's almost... I feel like I'm letting My you down the way by your looks. It's just a soap. I mean, it's just not a soap. Historically accurate, <laughs> not a soap. He says it's it's just a guys don't like admitting it's, it's, it's a, soap. a royal <laughs> soap. Yeah. Well, I mean, but Jim, my wife knows a lot about the royal fitness and that. I mean, it's just by whatever. that criteria, Game of Thrones is a soap. I mean, everything's yeah. a soap if it's just sure, a continuing a saga. Serial serial. Drama. Yeah. No, they stand around a lot. You know, just standing around with a cup of tea. No, there's a lot of political intrigue, and there's a lot there's, of you know. There's a world of difference between lopping somebody's head off and dragons flying around, and 
and somebody, you know, saying, hey, actually, smashing, George, you think anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, I don't here. think they do. Yeah, I'll have my tea and crumpets. No. No, what I enjoy about it is <laughs> no. the historical authenticity, is that they've done a really remarkable job of getting the period right and of addressing yeah. these little moments in history that, that get lost. The men have hems on their pants. Hems, you mean, or cuffs? The cuffs, I mean. Sorry. You know, they right. don't do close-ups of the men's cuffs, so I couldn't tell you that. That's, you know, because I saw this, you know, I love this uh, this marvelous Mrs. Maple, but yeah. uh, Maisel, excuse me, yeah. screw it up all the time. <laughs> but okay. uh, the men in their suits, men in the 1950s, by and large, had uh, cuffs on their pants. Well, yeah, men in the their, 50s on... in America were in gray flannel sack suits. I mean, not the pinnacle of uh, being dapper. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying they had cuffs, and what I'm saying is in a scene in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Tony there's Shalhoub a scene where there are no three men. Uh -huh. No, I don't know about his, oh. uh, but uh, there are three men, and two are sitting on a couch, another standing there. Neither one has, cu has cuffs on their pants in their suits, mm -hmm. and I find, that, I find that troubling. I find that I, when I see things like that, I'm, I'm telling myself somebody's not paying attention. I, I, and uh, you... Somebody's you not paying attention. Always attention must be paid. The deuce you caught Holy that. Lemon. In Mad Men, you caught that. I mean, in because you've got that attention to detail, and I feel the same way. And that is what I particularly appreciated about the Crown. Okay, is right. they've done a really good job. Well, I bet of, I could watch it. And I'll find something. Mm -hmm. Budget's like a hundred and you maybe it doesn't mean anything. It does it million and done well. It's done well. It's like this movie, The Post. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. No, I'm simply. That'll be the second thing I disagree. I was looking at pictures heard of McNamara. Yeah, he does have a part, but I think later when he was at the Pentagon, he didn't have a part. But anyway, I'm just saying. But uh, what is it? Uh, what's the what's the what's the emblem of the polo player? The, Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Because in the movie, and it's 1969, 1970 at the latest. Yes. Pentagon Papers released when? What year? 71, 70. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it, I don't know. I don't need to get into it. What else are you watching? Yeah. I, it's, it's not important. It's just minutia. My my little world of minutia that mm -hmm. I get involved in. You know, I'm I'm on this. Uh, what am I watching? I'm watching a lot. I try to watch some old, some new, and then try to tolerate some and enjoy some kids yeah. and silly movies in the mix. I don't have the that luxury where I can just watch a bunch of grown up stuff. True, but, I understand. But I've been man. I kind of have. Have you ever done that thing where you look at like the you know American Film Institute's top 100? Yes. You know movies, and then they've got the top 100 mysteries and top. They got the different categories. Sure. Did you ever make it a point to do all of them on any of the various lists? No. Well, the top 100, I've seen the list of top 100. We and went I through think, one day. I think, I've, with the with the exception of maybe one, two, or three, I've seen them all. You you and I are on the same page. We did that ask, one day, and I think both of us had knocked out almost every one. I said they uh, opened up the program yeah. with all these things that are happening today, and I said this is something that bothered me. I was reading a... Um, a um, story about Rodney Dangerfield in the New York Times yesterday and about the trials and tribulations of comedian Rodney Dangerfield, how long it took him for him to kind of hit it. And it, mm -hmm. he, he had to wait until the age of 60 before Rodney Dangerfield was recognized Bonafide as one of the best comedians of his time. Mm -hmm. And um, 
He says in the article, he's on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I don't know what year it was. He's sitting there with Johnny Carson, and he tells this joke, and Carson, according to the story, nearly falls out of his chair and has a real, honest-to-goodness Carson laugh instead of a fake, hey, you're on the blood. You know how that works. Mm -hmm. So here's the joke. Here's the Rodney Danger. And I said at the beginning of the program, every once in a while, somebody will tell you a joke, and no matter how... How you try to twist it, turn it, you don't get the punchline. You just don't understand the joke. Mm-hmm. You might laugh because you know it's a joke, and you're saying to yourself, I don't get it. And this is one of these jokes. Tell me if you understand this joke. Rodney this is Day- going to be with Rodney's timing? Yeah, sure. But it doesn't matter. Yes. It does. Just picture him saying it, okay, and then tell us what yeah, Just picture you know, Rodney Dangerfield sitting on the couch next to Johnny Carson, and he says, I told my dentist my teeth are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. What's, What's funny, funny about, about that? It? I don't get it. <laughs> because the brown and yellow, that's like the colors of the 70s. He's trying to match it to the teeth. And plus, I'm imagining Rodney Dangerfield. That's not funny. That's not, that's that's funny. not funny. That's not a, that's not a funny joke. Where's Rodney funny, Dangerfield. Well, I, I guess I, I, could tell, good... I, could tell you, I could tell you a thousand Rodney Dangerfield jokes that are funny. That's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. He- I don't know. Johnny Carson was pretty good at uh, had pretty good taste in comedy, so I'm glad to be in that company. That's all I'll say. But Rodney Dangerfield, speaking of what you asked me, what I'm watching, I watched a movie on Friday called A Feudal and Stupid Gesture. Have Never you heard, heard of this of movie? Never what heard of it. That? Netflix. It's a new Netflix movie. Oh, okay. It's about the National Lampoon and Doug Kennedy, Kenny, and the rise of National Lampoon and uh, and all of those careers. Rodney Dangerfield this. included in there, by the way. But Bill Murray and What's Chevy it, Chase. What's it called? A futile, a futile and stupid gesture, which is a quote from Animal House. But it's all about Doug Kenny. And basically, you know, this guy changed the face of comedy in America. And mm. a lot of people don't know who he is. Great movie. Right. I mean, we're not, I'm not saying it's, you Great know, movie. Oscar winner. But it, mm. I think at Sundance or Cannes, it won some prize or jury prize or whatever. Um, I thought it was pretty good, though. Okay. It's Will Forte. Mm-hmm. Jimmy so, might be on to something. Pentagon Papers release in 71. Uh, Ralph Lauren's first collection for women came out in 72, along with the short sleeve collared shirt with the polo logo, 72. Yeah, he's wearing a polo shirt. Mm-hmm. And as I remember, well, maybe because of the years, you know, I remember just polo shirts. They were either, for the most part, either dark blue, navy blue, or white. Anyway, let me, I'll delve into that some more. <laughs> Never heard he's- He's Never heard a... from Spielberg yet. It's the Phillips file on. Uh, that's really. I think that's me. what's driving this. Yeah, like Bill it. Maher, you get dissed. You know, you didn't get a little love from Spielberg. He didn't send you a card. He didn't send you a well, Maybe if I send him a note pointing these things out, I'll get some kind of reaction. <laughs> Stephen Kramer is our guest. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Stephen Kramer, attorney of law, is our guest. He shows up every Monday. We just chit-chat about this and that, whatever. Uh, Earlier in the program, we were talking about this seven-year-old down in Miami who was uh, led away from his school in handcuffs and placed in a squad car. Uh, They said he was Baker acted. Uh, Tell the audience what the Baker Act is all about. I'm not quite sure the process of a seven-year-old. Can a police officer 
I guess, you know, can a police officer or does a police officer have to rec- have a recommendation from either a family member or someone of authority to Baker Act an individual? How does how does that work? What do you know about the Baker Act? So this is essentially when somebody is determined to be a danger uh, to themselves. Yeah, somebody is if somebody's a danger to themselves or others. And so, you know, in, in almost any interaction that you have with law enforcement, if they're going to um take you into custody they got two options one is they can take you to uh, jail or you know juvenile detention or the other option is they can um take you to to the hospital for psychiatric evaluation or uh, which is essentially baker act and that is a a limited hold it's a limited time window to do an evaluation okay and for you know adults that that window is generally 72 hours and then during that 72 hours you know you're you're examined and and at the end of it, either you voluntarily go ahead and, and submit to to treatment, or you do outpatient treatment, or you can be charged with a crime, and then you'd go into a different form of custody. Or but at a, seven, doesn't it have to have the consent of the family? Well, hold on. This is just for this is just for the general ups. process, and oh, then the other option would be um, in that window, and a petition for involuntary you know commitment could be filed. With children, it's a little bit of different criteria. I think that window is shortened dramatically. I think it's, I think it's like a twelve-hour window, and in that scenario, um, you know, a, that could be initiated by the parents, or that could be an interaction again with law enforcement, um, or even in a hospital setting. Um, but the criteria would be similar, you know, danger to themselves or to others. All right, the law enforcement comes, uh, they're called to a particular house. Someone is, uh, you know, uh, acting erratically. I mean, it's just obvious that something is wrong. And instead of arresting that person, the law enforcement can make that determination to have that person Baker acted. Or does another adult have to say to sign off on it? Well, you know, the Baker Act isn't... I, w- I would agree with you, Mo. A seven-year-old, you would think somewhere along the line, you can't just Baker Act as a juvenile. Without juvenile, their parents' juvenile, consent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have I to have mean. some kind of parental consent, I would think. Yeah. Well, the idea is, and Baker, Baker Act is not supposed to be a punitive measure. I mean, Baker Act is supposed to be a alternative to punitive, punitive measure. I mean, again, if you're talking about law enforcement, they, they have a punitive option. They can arrest somebody. That, I'm talking in general, not in this specific instance, but... With law enforcement, they have a punitive measure. That is, they can arrest somebody, place them in custody, put them in jail. The non-punitive option, which is supposed to be for the concern of the individual, for the psychiatric concern or the mental health concern, is to go ahead and initiate the Baker Act process. So that is the intent of it. But they're not going to arrest a seven-year-old, right? They're going to figure out a way to... Oh, there are seven-year-olds that are arrested. There are five-year-olds that are arrested. I've seen situations where you have children five years old that wind up... Uh, you know, arrested and, and placed into the Department of Juvenile Justice's custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it's, rare. It, seems, it is rare. Yeah. And it, it is rare. And I remember to... seeing that one in, in that particular instance, and I was, my jaw kind of dropped. I was shocked that it happened in that particular instance. But e- even though it may be rare, it does happen. Putting that seven-year-old or five-year-old in handcuffs is also rare. You're reading a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, their Miranda rights? It doesn't seem like they would even understand. You, I don't understand how you could, without without a parent being there, a seven-year-old certainly can't, I would I would state, does not have the ability to comprehend Mm-mm. being placed under arrest. Now, maybe even a 16-year-old doesn't, but, you know, we're splitting the hairs here. Seven-year-old well, has no idea what's going on. So this a happens a lot of times in juvenile situations is you, you, you've got a child who is, 
questioned or interrogated outside of the presence of an adult or outside of their parents, and that can that can of that's course, a problem. That can that can be an issue. I think it would be an issue. Yes. I mean, if 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 because I've I've seen where it's happened where police start questioning a child about a particular what they believe is a criminal act without informing or telling the parent, they get in hot water. I mean, I can tell you, I don't know that that hot water thing really exists because I. One of the things that I like doing, um, if I'm a parent and I find out that you and I have a seven year old, and I find out that the police department has in- been interrogating my seven year old, not because they've been engaged in a crime, but might have been a witness without informing me, or 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 informing me so that I can seek legal counsel for my child, that police department's in hot water. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Well, maybe parents. I would think that would be. I think that a lot would of be, times. I think that would be grounds for a legitimate lawsuit. A lot of times, when it happens, is in the context of at school. So you can have an instance where you know law enforcement may be present with administration, and maybe that child's there because they're in trouble. Maybe they're there because they witnessed something, and they may have gone ahead and voluntarily given information to you know a teacher or the school, and. And you you get parents very upset about that because you know they want their children protected. They want them to make sure their their children aren't placed in harm's way. They want to be there. They want to be in the know. Um, but it happens, an and, adult, and the same thing happens when well, when children as, get in trouble. As an adult, you can give informed consent about whether you want to have an attorney or not have an attorney while the police are asking you questions. You ha- you have you can give consent to say attorney or not. I'm not answering the question. That can't happen with a seven-year-old or a ten-year-old. No, and if the kid at school is having a tantrum, and the law enforcement, you know, there's often a police resource officer at the school or That's whatever, right. and observes that the kid is having a tantrum. Pretty common, you know. Kids all have tantrums. They have them at home. They do. Usually out of the view of a police officer, but in this case, the police officer sees this kid in Miami. Was this a resource officer? It, the one who arrested the kid okay. or put him in handcuffs. That yes, matters. He was that, was a resor- that wasn't a resource officer. I think oh. it was a regular police officer. I mean, a resource called, officer, I would one imagine. One at a time who was called to the school and placed the child uh, in, in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that I'm just wondering. I mean, having been a parent of a seven-year-old, you have been the parent of a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Jack has been the parent of a seven-year-old. If you find out that your kid had a tantrum at school under the watchful eye of the police resource officer or the, the, the teacher couldn't handle it and they called in a, you know, a, a beat cop, right, to put your child in handcuffs before and, and Baker Act your child mm-hmm. before they have, you know, notified the parent or the parent is sitting outside while all of this is going on out of your purview, I would be insane. I think most parents would be insane. And I cannot imagine that you would, uh, you know, this would be something that you would be stomping around that hallway, as would you. All right, if, honey, give me, call me, uh, you know, in 10 hours. The police, uh, the parents were there, in this case, they in Miami. Yes. The parents were on the scene because the father was saying, handcuff me instead. They did not arrest him. They did bring him to the hospital for observation, but they said protocol, if they're transporting him, and he's shown a, a behavior that could be harmful to himself or others. They have to restrain him. I would feel very. I much... just happen to believe there's got to be a better way of handling a situation like this. I tend to if agree. If nothing else, on the administrative side, this does not look good. And police departments, like it or not, are in the position nowadays because of uh, because of video recording or phone recording, whatever you want to call it. This does not play well in a community when when it's seen by 
the thousands of people, a child being led off in handcuffs. Most people, I would venture to say, there's got to be a better way of doing this. I would tend to agree with both of you um, that if my child was unnecessarily placed in handcuffs and restrained, I would be very upset. Um, and the, the probably the only scenario where I wouldn't be upset is if it was necessary to protect, to protect them from hurting themselves or, or from something worse happening. Um, but I, I tend to agree with you. There's there's not that many scenarios where I imagine a five to seven year old um, where that couldn't be avoided. I wonder if the, whether there are any scenarios where children are escorted to juvenile hall, young children, five, six, seven years old, where handcuffs are not placed on them. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Is every I'm, child who's es- is, for every child who's escorted to juvenile hall by a police officer put in handcuffs? Well, first off, I don't think so. Yeah, well, the, maybe they are. I don't know. I would I, as the age drops down, you know, th- there's a lot less interaction with law enforcement. So you see, you know, kids that are less than 10, you see a lot fewer cases. If you walk into a, a juvenile court hearing, a lot of the kids are, you know, 13 to 17 years right. old, and it's a different world. Um, so it's, it's well, not something as common. Well, there's a difference between a 13-year-old right. and a 7-year-old. It's also a difficult uh, situation for an, an officer. That's why I asked if it was a resource officer, because they're more familiar with dealing with children, and they're, you know, arguably they should be better trained since they're working at a school close to children. You know, but but for an officer that is a for a law enforcement officer, the difficult scenario to approach because you 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 kind of have a choice of well, of evils there. Do you use your hands to restrain them? Well, you know, what else? How else do you restrain them? And that could be a very difficult situation to encounter. I'm sure you can make the argument, you know, and 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 well that you look if the child was placed in the back of a squad car and escorted to the hospital or juvenile court and was not handcuffed or not restrained and did injure himself somehow or herself somehow, then there'd be holy hell to pay as That's well. Right. I just wonder whether there's a better way to handle this particular situation in Miami than calling the police. I just so and this was I, just about know, food it seems cafeteria? to me that this is a, yeah. something that got way out of out of hand yeah yeah i mean uh, i wonder if this is something that administ you know officials at the school could have intervened before calling law enforcement well, i mean that I, shouldn't be the first move everybody makes is to call the police no i just you know hi we have your child in the office your child this is the t- second time your child has acted up we need you down in the office uh, the parents did arrive, or at least one of them did arrive, and said, "You're going to have to escort your child home, and we're going. We would like you to come in the next day to talk about, uh, you know, what what's going on with your child and how yeah. to resolve this particular issue." That's right. So, I mean, one, there's got to be a better way than calling law enforcement in a situation like what we know. It doesn't look that bad from what we know. You know, is there another option yeah, outside of calling law enforcement? Then, two, once law enforcement enforcement arrives, isn't there a better option? Then immediately taking the kid to be, you know, potentially Ain't civilly corrected. committed, or mm-hmm. or held for psychological and psychiatric evaluation for a more than twelve hour window. Yeah. I mean, can't you have the the children, the parents intervene and have a a dialogue and a discussion and and allow the parents to maybe see if they can resolve the situation? Well, you just have a you know you have a police officer, you have the principal, principal, probably an assistant principal, the parents there. It just seems to me there could be a better way to resolve that particular situation of what we know about in Miami, other than have the police escort this kid and have them Baker acted. There's unless there's some big gigantic well, and that's, piece of the puzzle that is missing that we're not aware of. But it seems to me on face value right now, 
something. This this could have been handled a lot better. When he was taken out of the cafeteria, I guess the teacher and the kid were trying to set, you know, everybody was trying to settle the kid down. And the teacher fell down, although in the police report, it says that he was, he, quote, attacked. He or she? It's a he. Mm -hmm. Seven-year-old boy. The boy's a he. The the teacher's a she. Correct. And so. And the teacher claimed that her hair was pulled after they went down to the ground and. Mm -hmm. The mother says she doesn't believe her child is capable of being strong enough to knock down a teacher. The family well, believes the boy is being bullied. I can and understand whatever. trying to control a seven-year-old who's having a very bad a tantrum, tantrum or whatever you want to call it. Sure. You know, it, the they, go to the grag, something go, they go to the ground. There's a trip. There's a strike. Whatever. I'm just saying it seems to me you're going to have to take your child home. The parents yeah. are here. The child is here. We have a police officer who's arrived at the scene. We want to get this settled to everybody's satisfaction. Instead of a, instead of placing a child in in handcuffs and taken away, I this agree. The best intervention is see if you can get the parents to intervene. See if you can get them to address the situation. But I wonder if there is a backstory here. I right. wonder if you have Maybe. parents where you've got an issue here and they're being uncooperative and they're not willing to to. To intervene to to resolve these types of issues, and this is a repeat occurrence. Not to That's mention, the only thing that would make sense. I believe mm. that the principal sitting in that moment would much rather have the parents calm him down and remove him, yeah. and not have to deal with having a child removed by police. How's that for optics, Jim? Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, yeah. we never know with the parents. The parents are called to the school. The parents are, you know, they're outside and they're, uh, you know, they're acting in a manner where the principal says, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting down with you." They're having, uh, you know, they're they're upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're vocal about it, and the principal's going, "What am I supposed to do now? I don't want them in my office if they're going to behave the way they are." Let's say outside the school, I can understand that as well. Mm-hmm. So his option is, I have no other option but to call the police. Maybe there's. We'll find out more to the story. I All I know is, at when you first see a seven-year-old being led off to a police cruiser in handcuffs, your first reaction is, what the hell's going on here? And I think the optics are equally as troubling for the school as they are for the officer, because every parent in that school has got to be well, wondering the same thing. What if it was my kid? Why are, is law enforcement involved in a situation like this? Why can't, they can't, have no why skills, can't the they administrators have to, yeah. and teachers uh-huh. intervene instead of having these kids... Off well, you might cuffs. have a police officer is in a no-win situation as yeah. well. It's a patrolman Agreed. or patrolwoman in this particular case. So, you know, what do you want me to do? And I called the watch commander. The watch commander says, this is what I have to do. I'm following protocol. I'm following procedure. This is by the book. Don't blame me. Uh, you all settle it out amongst yourselves. Cuffed behind the back no, or in front, front of the back? I believe in, f- in front or in, in back. back. In back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. I can see how to me the, it looked like the kid is so small he could actually pull his fists, his hands the through the cuffs. That's funny because I thought he was larger than when I did. You think a seven year old? I'm like I kind of came up with a certain image in my mind and I saw him. I'm like, oh, he's a big seven year old. That would explain knocking somebody yeah, down. That, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that is a tough situation to walk into, too. The you know, police, as, as a yeah. as a police officer walking yeah. into a kid that's out of control. And and what do you do if you're not going to use a handcuff? How do you restrain them? When's the last time you were at the movies? Oh. Yeah, I actually like went to the, the movies. Theaters? Yeah, uh, I saw something. Have recently. you been to the Winter Park? Oh, oh you're Sonoma? talking about the Dolby Theater? The, no. no, I'm talking about the seats. The yeah. lay down lazy boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Barco loungers. You reserve it in button, You got a little table. You press that button. It comes back. The the footrest <laughs> comes up, and you like, are in heaven. He's very I like impressed. The AMC. I, I like very, the Dolby Theater. 
That's where it's at. Because it's got all that. I think once you go I to like this Lazy Boy Theater, no, this you'll never all, go this back. This is Lazy Boy, lazy boy. baby. Oh, no, it does? Lazy Boy, Lazy Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the foot comes up and yep. it goes back. Manually right. or you press a button? You press the button. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They have that at Altamont. I've been to both. Oh, they saw, have? See, that's what I ask. Is it at Altamont? Jim said, no, they don't have that Seminole no, County. No, that's Dolby what Theater and Doug said. <laughs> and every seat in the Winter Park Theater is like that. Every seat. Everyone in every theater now? Or just in... When I think select theaters, but I every d- seat in the theater itself is like that. You know what's cool is that you get to pick and your you can, seat now. That's what yes. I do. I like that. What I do is I say my I say because I don't go to the movies that often, yeah. so I want want to go. I don't want to be bothered with anybody next to yeah. me. So I buy three seats. Do you? That's ridiculous. That's like Daddy Why? Warbucks and Annie. What's ridiculous about it? Buys out the theater. Super expensive, Daddy Warbucks. I'm allowed to really? do with my money as I as I, I please. I, I buy out the whole row. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch Went me. Went to the movies the other day. Me and my wife said, I'm going to get uh, by the, uh, you know, a seat on one side and a seat on the other. So we're Four free seats to roam. For... Oh, wow. Wait, so you each have seats on either side of you? Oh, yeah. my goodness. See, you can snuggle up in those chairs, I think. Oh. I think they take like a nap on those chairs. Like a sofa. Four seats or five? Four. Yeah, okay. They sit wow. next Four. to each okay. other. I thought you were doing like what, 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 what I did next to in each high other. school with my so guy You don't friends. have to be bothered yeah. by yes. some, you know, whomever it is, some woman yakking next to you or some guy next to me breaking wind. What? You know, so we just have, so we got four seats. Mm. What if the girl in front of you breaking wind? Oh, and the guy behind you breaking wind. Highly inappropriate. Way too many milk duds. Stop it. Milk duds that don't doesn't give cause you gas. I don't know. I'm just seriously. Off the cuff here. I don't know what they're eating. All I'm right. not privy to their diet. They could be having nachos. <laughs> a big thing of nachos. nachos maybe they, maybe they it, drink yeah. a giant thing of uh, quesadilla. What? Drink some quesadilla. cheese. Oh, that quesadilla, quesadilla cheese. Quesadilla. <laughs> of nacho cheese. Oh, nacho what? cheese. They sucked it down. I think, I think they Steve, took a shot of uh, popcorn butter. I think, I think Kramer needs a nap. <laughs> Time for you to go home, Stephen Kramer. I already Kramer. had a nap. It's always, fun. Oh, it's always fun having you stop by. Hey, Thank thanks. you. So Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Elon Musk managed to sell $3.5 million worth of flamethrowers in one day. Mo must have bought 10 of them. Sorry George. Next, according to new rankings, Florida is the worst state in the nation in every way. But what about our sexy beaches and hotels? Damn. Finally, a Norwegian airplane full of 84 plumbers had to fly back to Oslo because of a toilet issue. I've always said ground plumbers are not qualified to do sky plumbing and this confirms it. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app and transmission. You can check out that Elon Musk flamethrower at realradio.fm keyword pinkman, but let me tell you about that iHeartRadio app. It is 100% free, and you can listen to the file wherever you go, in addition to all your favorite music, anytime, anywhere. All you have to do right now is go to the App Store on your smartphone and download our free iHeartRadio app today. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. You're listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio. 
money and they're waking up the rocket. Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacking. Keep up. Players only. Come on. Put your fucking hands up to the moon. Girls, what y'all trying to do? Bruno Mars, man, that is a bonafide star. He's got lasting power, too. Adorable. And when yeah. he was performing, it's like, oh, he better break out some moves. And sure enough, he, he does. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I, you know, I look mm-hmm. at that and say, geez, man, I practice, 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 practice. You got to practice. And he has a lot that of choreography natural, and yes. singing and sure. all that. Yeah, he's just got the, oh. he got the woo. Mm-hmm. The woo. So that was, yeah, uh, with 24 karat uh, magic. Um, that's right. the record of the year, not the song of the year or the album of the year. Right, he won yeah. everything. Right, song of the year kind of is a clean sweep. It's for the writer of a song, and was another Bruno Mars song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him. Then he won album of the year. Especially had a couple of months ago it was terrific. That's what I like. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. That's song of the song year. song of the year. That's another. So that goes to the person who penned the song. Oh, not, oh I see. Penned. Not necessarily the performer. What's the matter? It's hot in here. No, she not at all. Oh What's that matter? Gold. That's maybe Bruno Mars. I don't know. I'm just dying. Nah, well, we got another 10 years. should be all right. Oh, my God. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really, not funny. That's a cruel joke. That is so not funny. <laughs> all right, another five. All I'm right, sorry. thank you. Still, though. Seriously, I've what had is, enough. It is what it is. I've had I'm enough. Not, you know, it... Jim, I've had enough. <laughs> I swear, now my upper lip is wet. It's not funny, Pinkman. It'll go away. It's going to go away. You know, it's going to go away. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. I'll I'll try to answer it. I mean, how many times a day do you go through this? Does it vary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, it could be. You don't have the flu, do you? No, I don't. Try acupuncture. Oh. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all good. (laughs) My husband, I thought, was totally cured. He took... Tamiflu, he, you know, I thought he was coming down with the flu. He's I, got something. He, yeah. Apparently. And, and I don't was, think he has the flu. He's got the yick? He's got, uh, he does. Because yeah. he was all good Saturday, Sunday. We went, he wanted to walk and get salt air and get whatever. He was all on the mend. And then today. Where did he go to the ocean? Yeah, we went to well, the ocean. Oh. Also, I'm waiting to make a poopy Down or for the count. Like crawling to the bathroom yeah. to be sick. He might, he might it's have not, the, he might yeah, have the some, flu. You got to be very careful. This, this damn flu, think, this strain of flu that's kicking around. Too many people are dying. It's interesting in church. Oof. They even make the announcement. They say, you don't shake normally, anybody. Well, normally you hold hands yes. for the uh, the Lord's Prayer. No, no, and no then shaking. You do, and you still mm-hmm. do that. Peace but be then, with you. Uh-uh. Then you watch people, and they reach into their purse and take out their some little spritz, an, an, antibacterial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're waiting for somebody to cough and five <laughs> pews behind you. Who's that? Don't get near them. Mm-mm. <laughs> yes, play person, place or thing. PPT, what's the prize quickly, Mr. Pinkman? It's a pair of tickets <clears throat> to see Dan Rather at the Hard Rock Live on March 17th. You can go to realradio.fm keyword tickets for more info. All on right, it. let's get it underway. Here's Mark. Uh, you're first up, Mark. Pick a person, a place, or a thing. Yeah, Jim. I'll do my favorite category is a thing. A thing. Hey. All right. Thanks to Brad for this category. I haven't done a thing in a long time. Here we go, Mark. Clue number one. This thing is driven by the designer with engineering and manufacturing dependent on performance, cost, and aesthetics. It's a thing. This thing is driven by the designer with engineering and manufacturing dependent on performance, cost, and aesthetics. Okay, you can't give me any kind of time era or... Yeah, I'd say starting maybe in the late 
eighteen hundreds. I'll I'll do that. That's yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, two things come to mind. One has to do with farming, and the other one has to do with. Uh, I'm going to say a printing press. A printing press. That's your final answer. Yeah. No, it's not a printing press. That's a good stab, though. Here's Nick. Clue number two, Nick. At the turn of the 19th century, England experienced a major triumph as the first major mass production firms were set up. At the turn, I'd say, yeah, I th- I'm going to change that to 20th. At the turn of the 20th century, England experienced a major triumph as the first major mass production firms were set up. Um, wow. Uh, how about a, uh, heck, I don't have a clue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it bigger than oh. a bread box? Yes, much bigger. It's bigger than a bread box. Yeah. Okay. Bigger is, than a bread box. Is it something right, that everybody... That's not a bread box. Uh, no. no. There we go. <laughs> clue number three, Sean. Clue number three, ubiquitous in developing countries. 58% of the world's are... Ubiquitous in developing countries, 58% of the world's numbers of this thing are in Asia. Um, crap. Um, Come on, you can do it. What do you find in Asia? Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's a thing. I don't know. Microwaves. Microwaves. That's your final answer. Not microwaves. Here we go. This, now we start the giveaway clues. Here we go, Rob. Uh, Common Bond, Steve McQueen, Harrison Ford, and Jim Phillips. Airplanes. No. Ooh. What? I'll give you another shot. Mm. Steve McQueen, Harrison Ford, Jim Phillips. <laughs> give you another shot. Mm. <laughs> Come on. I think Steve McQueen. I, I'm... I thought I knew. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know where the Har- I don't know where the Harrison Ford thing comes in. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad clue. I'll give you a clue. Think of uh, a, a BB gun fight inside the uh, the Florida football uh, stadium in the early 1970s. Oh Lord, there's with me in mind. <laughs> Good luck, sir. If you listen to the pro, hopefully you were listening that that's day. Yeah, no, you're thinking about it. I've mentioned that many, many times. Marcus, here we go. Here we go, Marcus. Last clue. Throttle up for the giveaway clue. Mm -hmm. Whether you are commuting, touring, or off-road, please wear your helmet. Mm -hmm. Would have to be a motorcycle. Motorcycle. Yeah, baby. Motorcycle. Harrison Ford. I don't know where the Harrison Ford one. In Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Got it. Mm. But that second clue was good, too. At the what turn the of the 20th century, England experienced a major triumph. Oh, ah, I see. As the first major one. mass production uh, wow, firms were set you... up. Yes, yeah, Good one, Brad. He's smarter Thanks, than Brad. you think. Whew. Triumph. <laughs> TR6. Is that a TR6? What was it? I can't remember. That was a vehicle. I had a single a... carburetor oh, motorcycle. My uh, roommate, Curtis, had, uh, I can't remember the model. The he had two, uh, two carbs on that thing. A little bit faster than mine. Damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> So you're not competitive or anything. It's good to know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably should have died on that damn thing. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, you know, you look back and say, what was Ooh. I doing? <laughs> really, well, what that's was probably I true, doing? Yeah. Good show today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen Kramer. Thank you, Wanzi and Doug. Tomorrow, Tuesday edition of the Phillips File, among other things, uh, Fritz on the Street. That's tomorrow on the Phillips File. It gets underway at 3, right after Sean, he's the news junkie, with Sabrina and C-Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. 
Eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Speed Weeks 2018 kicks off the NASCAR season with seven races over nine action-packed days. And Real Radio 104.1 wants to send you 